and welcome to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I am your host, Lance, here with my other host, Matt. And today we have a guest host, Alec. Hey, welcome back. Or I'm welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) We're really happy to have Alec back with us today because today we are going to be covering Spy Family Part 2 of Season 1. And he was here with us on the first half, so it just works out greatly that way. Yes, welcome back. Glad to be here. (laughs) Every episode of Anime Lounge Podcast is brought to you by The Anime Show. Please go find them on Facebook and Instagram. They show a lot of amazing anime content. Be up to date on anything anime related. And and before we go a little bit further into any kind of conversations, let's get our adult beverages of choice in the mix. Today I will be drinking some New Riff Single Barrel. And I got a... I almost said New Glares. <laughs> a lining kugel summer shandy to wash that back what about you alec what are you drinking i am drinking some nice uh washington woodenville bourbon uh pot stilled and i'm also chasing that down with a uh, lining kugel summer shandy yeah what do you think of that by the way the washington is good i i'm i've only had a few pot stilled bourbons but honestly i'm i'm a fan of them so i know there's a lot of uh discrepancy out there in the bourbon world but me personally i like pot stilled Hey, as long as it tastes good, I'm not going to complain. Like mm-hmm. That's all I really care about. But I'm also not a connoisseur or a snob when it comes to what I'm drinking. I just, if it tastes good, I'm going to drink it. Agreed. I think I have to get that one to try next. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely good. You need, you do need to try it. What about you, Matt? What do you got? Uh, I am drinking the Super Select uh, Journeyman's Distillery uh, Featherbone. That um, one that was distilled by the first female distiller in the United States. Uh, still have some left, so just kind of enjoying it. Uh, nice to throw in the mix every so often. It's really good, so mm-hmm. gotta. it's been a minute since I've had it. And then, of course, you know, got a line in Kugels, because Lance was nice enough to bring us a 12-pack a that we're probably going to kill before the night's over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we started this before we recorded, and this thing, this 12-pack's not going to last much longer. I wanted to drink this more specifically because I listened to our last episode of Part 1, and we were drinking Summer Shandy then, and I'm like, fuck, got to get it now. Right now, it is springtime, and Summer Shandy is starting to sprinkle some of its summer shininess, whatever, into her lives. And for being a seasonal beer, this is definitely amongst my top favorite. Oh, yeah, you can't go wrong. No, you really can't. It's so good. Mm -hmm. I would 100% drink this year-round if I could. And apparently it kind of seems like as as long as you're in the Wisconsin area, it seems to be something you can do because... We were, I was able to buy it all winter. Yeah, pretty much. Like Stores are definitely stocking up on it. You can yep. definitely find it. I noticed that too when you said seasonal, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can buy this wherever. <laughs> I've never it's, seen it not in stock. It's supposed to be seasonal. but it, I think it just got so popular that they're like, you know what? Why make this seasonal? Just make it all year round. Yes. Year round is the best season. <laughs> <laughs> all seasons. So yeah, it's loving Summer Shanty and can't get enough of it. So, yeah, it's just good. So, Matt, let's just dive a little bit more into this. Can you throw us a synopsis of what Spy Family is going on? Yes, I can definitely do that. For our listeners, remember this is Core 2, and so this is going to be the second half of Season 1, so Episodes 13 through 25. And we will continue following the Forger family, who consists of Lloyd, who is the spy, 
Yor the assassin and Anya the telepath. And of course, they still don't know, except for Anya, what each other do, which I still find hilarious. But as the Cold War continues between the East and the West, Lloyd is on his special mission, Operation Strix, attempting to bring peace between the two countries. To do this, he has enrolled Anya in Eden College so that he can get closer to the Desmond family, who is the main threat of restarting this war. But in this half of the season, we see a lot more of Anya's life at school and at home. In her school, Anya is supposed to earn eight Stella stars to become an Imperial Scholar, allowing... Or an Imperial Scooter. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Scooter. Uh, That's a much better, much better way to say it. Sorry. (laughs) Allowing for Lloyd to quote-unquote, randomly encounter the Desmonds. The only problem with that is Anya has given up on studying and doing well in sports, allowing for her to get these eight Stella Stars. In turn, she has decided she would rather earn the Desmond's son's friendship, who is Damien for anybody who doesn't remember, as a way to enter into the affairs of the Desmond family. We get to learn a little more about your childhood and see her grow as a new mother. We also follow Lloyd on various missions to learn a little bit about his spy life and how he's growing as a father. This is a story of a very diverse and ironically odd coupling of unique individuals come together to save the world. Thank you for that synopsis, Lance. It was very well written. Thank you. I'm I'm a little surprised you carried on with the oddly coupling of unique characters. Like I know those are some weird words thrown in there, but I'm no, it, it's a 100% true. It's a very odd family if you want to look at it from the outside in, where you're just like, all right, well, yours she can't cook. She all she really has for her as a quote unquote housewife is she cleans. Oh, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. she, that's what part one of season one was really good about. She was good at cleaning. Yep. And honestly that kind of throws some doubt in herself throughout the season. It's like, hey, what am I good for if all I really do is clean? I make my husband be in the toilet for an entire day <laughs> because my breakfast was so terrible. I think it was wrong that Lloyd let her think that that was yeah, the right? reason. Like he was like, Yeah, your cooking does suck. It's like, dude, you chose to be away. I mean, for a reason. He, it's not like he could be like, well, actually, my stomach was okay, but then I ran across town for the entire day. <laughs> my bad. Right. But, I mean, this this anime does a good job of, like, saying one thing, but then, like, the actions behind the actual reason mean completely something different. So, yeah. like, yes, Lloyd is doing these things because he's doing them for the mission and his excuses are excuses, but his excuses are also, like totally discrediting yours uh confidence in yes. her cooking so well let's be honest her cooking is terrible yeah it's so it's t- it's still terrible on unless, you're <laughs> unless you're yuri even for yuri he's, <laughs> he's legitimately throwing everything up <laughs> and eating it at the same time like he's got to have something missing because how can you throw everything up and be like this is delicious this is so i good. love this eh. <laughs> he's turning blue <laughs> Oh man, what did what did he say? I'm turning blue with um, excitement or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't remember. Something oh, like that. Ultimate denial. I loved it. <laughs> yes, he has uh, has a, a very bad obsession with his sister, and it's 
it was so funny the just how terrible her cooking was. I would like to say I'm glad that Spy Family took a weird sister obsession and the way that they're taking it now and not making it like sexually creepy. Yes. So like they're doing more humorous. Yeah, this is funny and the sister obsession is just comical. So it's not creepy. I mean they could we as adults can see it as bits and pieces are creepy, but it's more comical. So I'm having a lot of fun. But there is something we have to do before we really get into this. Lance, can you give us that Lance's lesson? Today's Lance's lesson is going to be the Japanese word for dog. And that is inu. Inu is spelled I-N-U. And this is a very relevant word for today's episode because in this half of season one, we get introduced to Bond, the family dog. Such a good boy. Mr. Doggy. Mr. Doggy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Bond also has another ability. What? How many more abilities can we get in this family? Oh, yeah. Everybody has something special about them in this family. So Bond's special ability is he can see into the future. How far into the future and how frequent is yet to be determined. But we can still see bits and pieces of future that Anya can tap into. Because of her <laughs> awesome ability, which is... I'd, I'd say that's good writing because it makes use of her telepathy beyond just cheating right that she does terribly at right so i love the combination between her and bond and brilliant like combination mind reading a dog who can read the future i think that's brilliant i mean that how do you even think of these kind of things i uh-huh. love it i think the dynamic works very well with the entire show 100 yeah it's, very, it's such good writing it really is um i got one thing before we start diving into any anime talk okay i remember i listened to our last episode yep before this episode so that i can kind of like parry off of everything we talked in the last episode about like what we expect out of season two we didn't understand the concept of core one core two kind of thing so yep we now understand what core means but for our audience what a core in anime means is essentially part one part two um when we watch stuff in anime as they come out per season like the fall season the winter season whatever things typically come out in sets of 12 slash 13 episodes so those are going to be cores so core one or the first part of spy family came out last fall i think Mm -hmm. and now core two Part two of Spy Family came out winter. Yep. So, yeah. So, cores just mean parts. They're just halves. And that's because when everything gets released, they come out in sets of 12 or 13. But a season can also only be 12 episodes. Yes. There could be a slight differentiation. Not every season has multiple cores, but sometimes they do. Right. So, just to... Keep that in mind as well when you're looking, especially not really an issue anymore, but like buying box sets. If you're going to buy a box set, you're like, oh, I need season one. It's like, well, season one is 12 episodes. So that that is season one. Mm-hmm. Right. So and especially when it's all completely out in its entirety and you're not watching it new and fresh and like you have a little bit of doubt in your mind or something. So yep. little bits and pieces about being up in the anime community, which you could find and be updated with at the anime show. Yes. So go find some information there. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have a question before we really get into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whose cooking do you think is worse between your and um, Shion from Slime? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Oh, with recency biased, I think I might want to say your right now. Okay. I remember 
slime was pretty terrible. <laughs> Can it's, we also throw in like Miliotis from uh, Seven Deadly Sins? Nope, just the two. Just those two? Okay. <laughs> oh, it's been a longer minute since I've seen anything from Deadly Sins. But yeah, I'm going to go with recency bias. Uh, right now I have to say your... <laughs> Everything she feeds dies in the very next scene. <laughs> They're always on the ground. I love it. Just <laughs> like, like, oh, look, look, Bond's eating up some cookie scraps. Dead on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. The little they always do like the, the death chime kind of thing. Yeah. I love it. Oh, poor Yor. She can't. She couldn't boil water, but she <laughs> she did get one meal down, which I absolutely loved. Uh, I think that was episode like seventeen, sixteen or seventeen, where she finally learns how to cook from her friends, and she makes that one meal from her childhood. I thought that was really cool because like shows you know the what southern stew. Yes, she can make her one southern stew, and it's great. Yeah, good for her. She can make a, a liquid based something and put a bunch of stuff in it. She can do a good job. Yes. I, I do love how they made more comedy into that where she was chopping stuff up and she chops the cutting, <laughs> the cutting board, board into ch- chunks too. <laughs> Loved that. That was no suspicions were raised. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At all. Like, of course, uh, Blondie got all <laughs> upset about it, which is added to the funniness. But of course, we know her strength and her absurdity about weapons. Knives. Uh, knives knives specifically, but she also called the potato peeler. What kind peeler of weapons, weapons are these? <laughs> They're not weapons, the potato peeler. And of course she couldn't use the potato peeler. She kept cutting herself. But when she used the knife, she could go a hundred miles an hour, no problems. Paper thin potato peeling. Stop and... cutting them so small. Don't cut them cut like, them a, like normal. a normal person. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good cooking montage episode. And I love how everything like came out like absolute wreck like <laughs> just obscene looking foods like you're seeing like a squid come out of this meatball and you're like what was going on here yeah right you just said buy groceries so i bought a, a little bit of everything the, the cactus guy <laughs> dude yeah variety maybe in the right uh thing I, I don't know if you guys ever had like any kind of cactus fruit but like the inside of a cactus is pretty good cactus candy well, not in a soup maybe not in a soup no 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 <laughs> no maybe something sweeter I don't think I've ever eaten a cacti. I've never eaten one raw, but I've had... Like, You've had it with something? I've had cactus-flavored candy and drinks. I wonder if York could dish up some uh, <laughs> some cacti meals for all of us to try one day. That'd be cool. It does have weapons, so you know. It does. <laughs> it it is a weaponized food. <laughs> it might be our favorite food. We, we, we need to find this out. <laughs> Maybe. Well, Matt, what do you think is going to be a worse cook, your or Shion? I'm going to... I'm only going to go with Shion because she would cook like fish heads and oh, yeah, all she... the worst parts of all that, all these meals. And when you have Rimuru who really can eat anything, he's like, hey guys, why don't you eat this instead? <laughs> and so it's Shion, but Yor is definitely a close second. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, they cheated where they made Shion the master. I don't remember exactly what her special skill was, but it was like, it's going to look like absolute death, but it tastes good. It's going to taste amazing. Okay. That sounds familiar, man. It's been a minute since I've seen slime. Yes. Can't wait for the next series of shit to come out this year. Well, I can't wait for the movie. Right. Which is out, but we didn't watch. We unfortunately did not watch it in uh, theaters. No, but we'll get around to it. Speaking of movie, Spy Family has a movie coming out. It does. In October. Yes. So we'll definitely be getting that one in. 
under the belt. Actually, that'll be right before um, the Colossicon event, too. Oh, yeah. Colossicon yeah. going northern event. Because Colossicon goes into a couple different places. We will be attending the northern event in Wisconsin at yep. the Wisconsin Dells. So that'll be exciting. We'll definitely that'll be a fun sp- sprinkle that in here and there. For and we're going to cosplay that to make we, it even better. Yes, oh, we will. Yeah. Which I want to... That'll be a surprise. Yep. I want to say that's a surprise. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Okay. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, it's good. One thing I did want to bring in here, kind of speaking of Yore, is uh, we really didn't get that much action out of her in this realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this art, uh, I guess this core. What are you talking um, about? She destroyed that tennis ball. I was just about to say, okay, <laughs> you had one instant, okay, two instances two, of her two. going badass. She did uh, fight off those terrorists. Yep. And she did okay, a great job. Yeah, you um, I would say three. Then the tennis, she was when third. she was hopping around trying to re- give Anya her gym clothes. Oh, I'd say four then. <laughs> you got an additional <laughs> one. I would not count that. First, no, okay, of all. I'm just saying sprinkles. These are just sprinkles mm-hmm. of your. It, it, you never got any. You didn't get to see any like assassination. No, um, and that's missions. That's all I wanted. I thought that was going to be the final one. episode. Just one would have satisfied yeah. me. So I was really upset that there wasn't a single. Assassination. Well, you sort of got one when she's imagining Anya talking, like doing her class or her project, and she's like, "Oh, you you can just assassinate somebody by doing this or stabbing their heart." And you're just like, "Stab them in, it's bleep, and you can bleep and bleep and bleep." And (laughs) poor Anya's just sitting there, like, "I don't want to be here. I'm going to do that instead." (laughs) Just an utter terror in her eyes like oh my god what is going on right now <laughs> right so that was the best your assassination thing that we could pull from the second half of the season that was hilarious but though. it was it was very funny and i'm very happy that they threw that in but i alec yes i was 100 percent expecting a More small mm-hmm. a small arc of anya on, on, geez of your uh, doing some kind of assassination mission. I wanted to see her get closer to Lloyd's mission because I thought mm-hmm. that's where it was going. That's in, where we all in thought. season one. I thought that eventually they were going to get a conflicting mission that kind of goes against each other. And we didn't get any closer to that in this arc. And sure, that leaves a lot of room for season two, but I wanted to see something for this, I right. will say. And I think I could give a little bit of an, uh, an excuse on why. Because we need, Anya needs like, what, six or eight months in order to get all of these eight cell stars. She mm-hmm. needs to get these stars faster than uh, the Desmond's first son did in his, like, year and a half. So, actually from what I remember from our first conversation in our last episode. Yep. Anyway, we need to make eight months of time expand. So, this first season really only covers a very short amount of time. But we did the, oh, I suppose, what are we in? We're not in, we're not half way through the semester we're a quarter through the semester they like said midterms. midterms. They have their midterms. Okay, yeah. okay. So we're so that, halfway through the year, yeah. which is about four-ish months. Uh, well, four. It's four-ish months of school. Yeah. So yeah, it's we're a good chunk into it, but we've already know that Anya's not going for Stella stars. Yeah, these stars no. are no longer part. Of, which is kind of ironic because that's the way they made us think that this is how this is all going to work out to begin with. Especially getting that one Stella star, and they're like, Nah, we're yeah. just not going to go for this. They spoiled us with one. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now, like, now that she's going to get them left and right. Well, it, it evened out because she got the, uh, what is it, the tena- Tenacious uh, Bolt? No, it's no because that's Tenacious D. No. Um, yeah, 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 sorry. Tenacious <laughs> Bolt? Tenacious? Tenacious? No. Crap. Quick Google search. Tenacious. Tenacious. Tenacious, okay. T-O-N-I-T-R-U-S. Is there a meaning of this word? Tenacious? Quick Google search. Tenacious means thunder. Okay, that makes sense then. 
Okay, that's different. You get a Thunderbolt. You get a Thunderbolt. Okay. okay, Pikachu all around this place. Thunder, an artificially produced imitation of thunder. A very fitting contrivance for producing such a sound, a noise resembling thunder. So maybe more along the lines of noise, but still about the thunder itself. And this is why everybody needs to watch anime because there's so much stuff you can learn from this <laughs> in everyday life. Yeah, look yes. at that. We're all learning. Tenetris <laughs> Tenetris. thunder. Okay. All right, oh, it's so. Latin. Here we go. It means it's Latin for thunder. Oh, cool. But see, look at this. Yeah. Our minds are being enlightened right now. We're learning Japanese and Latin. Come on, guys. Yeah. Don't yeah. get any better than that. Give us a five-star rating. <laughs> are we attending Eden College right now? That's what I want to know. Well, I'm wearing my black and gold uniform. I don't know about you guys. Oh, that's right. Well, I'm in college. Does that count? <laughs> Your mom's in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I think... Why did we start talking about Tinnitus bolts and so, stars? Oh, I was basically I was going to say they gave Anya a Tinnitus bolt, so they had to give her an Imperial star because it, it just it's a watch. It's yeah. Look, you did good things and you've done some bad things, so it's okay. It's you know. And she didn't get any bolts for the midterms, so that was a huge success on Anya's part. Right. Well, she wasn't going to get them anyways because Lloyd was going to cheat. But yeah, she, he didn't well, have yeah, to. Yeah, that's true. He didn't even he have was, to. He was on his. Which we meet a new spy, um, Daybreak. Daybreak. That's we can what talk was. about him. That's funny because I was trying to talk to somebody about this at work. He's like, "Yeah, how is how's the the rest of Spy Family?" I'm like, "Well, you meet this one spy." I'm like, "Um, um, it's supposed to be the opposite of." Twilight. I don't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Twilight. When I think of Twilight, I think of like a star sparkling or something like that. I don't think of Daybreak. Well, because day, he talks about it, you know, that day eliminates the stars. So that was his theory, which oh, okay. is a terrible thought process. But, you know. He was a great spy. Maybe it, maybe it made more sense in Japanese. Than a plus spy. I don't know. Do you think we will see more of Daybreak in season two? Well, he did cost three months uh, allowance from that kid. He did. He did. So he is a <laughs> capable spy to get hired. Will he continuously get hired is what I want to know. Mm. No, because I'm pretty sure he got uh, No, he didn't get yeah, caught he, because he got the phone call saying he didn't um, he got fired. succeed. Yeah, he got fired. Mm-hmm. But, like, if, he's, if you're hired per job, I mean, like, getting fired means nothing then. <laughs> no. It just means that the Gloomans will never go back to him. Right, right. He At least doesn't have, have a kid. He doesn't have a future uh, customer. Or well, it was the butler that hired him. So it was the him. child. The child made the, the child's butler, butler yeah. rented this guy. Yeah. So now the butler is going to tell all his butler friends, don't hire this guy. <laughs> oh, definitely. He's going to be blacklisted for sure. <laughs> all the butlers are part of a community. <laughs> they got a wiki for each other. I, I want to see more of him because I thought he was an absolute absurd <laughs> character. Uh, he, oh, was he was great. definitely absurd. To the point where, like, Lloyd or um, Twilight is yelling at him, you're being a terrible spy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Loved I loved it. I did love the, like, the first part where he's <laughs> camouflaging himself uh, on the... <laughs> As on a, the pole? The pole, yep. yeah. How does he not see him? It's such knowledge of the human anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd's using all these super specific, extra awesome terms to like try to convince himself that he's being really smart about all this spy shit, and he's just getting by with just dumb Skin luck. of his teeth kind yeah. of thing. Writing notes on his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Did he mean to do that, or is this, a new, is this a new strategy? But he kind of also assumes the same about um, Yor as well, like when they have that, like, date to kind of go over like hey like you are my wife and i do plan on you know, keeping you yeah yeah and then he like she kicks him in the face 
when he like tries to like marry her for real and he's like did she get me in the honeymoon spot so that she could get me in the honeymoon spot so i would be off my game is she another spy no that can't be true <laughs> like, right he, he talks himself up about things so often i love he, it he overanalyzes so much about the <laughs> stupidest things and then it, it ultimately like fails because like, the same thing happens when it comes to uh fiona frost oh yeah every time that she wanted to make a move or every time that she was deeply in love with him and like she was just like staring at him because she loved him and he thought that she was staring at him because she was mad at him for teaching her something that she didn't want to learn or something she had that frosty expression Mm -hmm. yeah so like but really on the inside i love you i love you i love you i love you (laughs) so lloyd keeps overanalyzing wrongly Mm -hmm. well he did train her so of course she's gonna do the same thing right but it's just funny because i like how they give us his thought process Yes. And then we see everything happen in reverse. So, mm-hmm. and even when Anya's there, because like everything, we can hear it, you know, through her. And then everything's just wrong as we watch it. <laughs> I love Anya's inner voice when she's like mind reading someone. Like, oh, there's a papa, such a, 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 a wonderful spy. Like, she like really like gets all serious and like intense about things when she's so just so small. I, I, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. The humor of the show. Whenever is she's on point. animating somebody else, like like the Desmond like mm-hmm. Damien, well, Damien is always this stupid puppet little thing that's <laughs> popping around in the background. Yep. And like I'm gonna show you my dog, and we're gonna be best friends, and we'll make world peace. And <laughs> her thought process is great. What's your dog's name? Doggy. Doggy. <laughs> you don't even deserve to have a dog. <laughs> he tried. He did try to like have a good conversation with her, and she just blew it. <sighs> Poor Anya. This show is absolutely hilarious. It's very wholesome, which Mm -hmm. I really enjoy. Because, I mean, I binged watch this in four days, so. Oh, yeah, it did not take long. I watched it twice. I liked it so much. Yep. Uh, When I watched this show as the dub came out first, I remember me and Matt watched this. Like, we watched it, and then we were also working out together one day, and we were watching it even more. And then rewatched it now for this recording, and I did my casual re-listen to so and every single time it just i'm so hooked into it oh yeah mm-hmm. this it's show so is just so funny. fantastic it's just, it, it pulls you in there's no boring parts you're either seeing action or you're laughing your ass off and it's just one of the two things and it's great yeah and like most of this series you know the slice of life concept of this mm-hmm. is just like yeah none of that matters but at the same time like you're still flushing out character stuff and like Maybe it means nothing, but at the same time, like you're connecting with this character every single episode. Like every single episode is fun, and you don't want to miss anything. Yeah, like the uh, tennis match episode. That was an. Am- I I thought that was the closest they were going to get to like you know those typical anime tournaments kind of thing, but like going all the way through the competition and then the final battle between uh, Frost and or uh, what was her name Night Nightfall. Nightfall, yep. Yeah, Nightfall and Yor, which went <laughs> amazing. Just a total Kamehameha blast from Yor. And, uh, uh, it's going as fast as the speed of sound. It's <laughs> breaking the sound. Oh, fuck, what did I say? <laughs> what, what did they say more specifically? But yeah, but it's, break, it's breaking the sound barrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first one she hits, like she like basically cheese grates it. Like the tennis ball just goes <laughs> yeah. directly through. I was like, damn. All right, Yor, let's kick it. I need to... Put just a little less strength into it, and then you get it to go yeah, just right? Mach 3. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming right at me. I should move. No, I can't move. I need to hit this to prove 
to prove herself, essentially. And it's like, you had time to move? Well, it was a lot like uh, like Lloyd, where he was like, she was like, we're doing tennis, Matt. He's like, why tennis? Oh, have you not been practicing? Well, I dabble a little bit. And he turns out to be, like, the best player. <laughs> That's really nice, though, that because he did say I dabbled, and then Fiona's like, you've given a brand new meaning to the phrase <laughs> dabble. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty... Pretty clever. It's like beyond Olympic level. Yeah. You know, you can ace professional tennis players barely trying, and you just dabbled. There's a little bit of dabbling. He's an impressive man. Just a master of everything. That's why he's the best spy. Come on. Mm-hmm. He can just dabble in tennis and be the best tennis player ever. Okay, so much like core one with the dodgeball scene with Bullet Buffalo Bill or whatever. <laughs> Well, B- Bill Watkins, I think. Yes, Bill Watkins. The Bill 30 year- you even remember his last name? Yeah. The 30-year-old and the 6-year-old yeah. uh, school. Because yeah. it wasn't a 6-year-old body, just 6-year-old school. even had a 30-year-old voice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did such a good job. Okay, so much like the dodgeball scene in part one, part Dodge- two. We, dodgeball Bill, yes. We have the tennis scene. So let's just mm-hmm. let's just break down this whole tennis scene. Yes. First of all, we need to explain the purpose and the purpose is for uh lloyd and fiona to infiltrate this black market gambling deal that deals with betting on tennis all so that the winner can get a treasure yeah they can get a uh, anything from the uh, catalog from i don't remember what the they super rich guy yeah this this basically the guy who hosts who's on the opposing side of the war yeah he well yeah he's in the east so he's just yeah right and but, they're doing this so that they can get a specific painting because the painting itself has it a had code. a code yeah yes. yeah so they're going through all this fun and bullshit. that was the the easiest way to get this painting supposedly <laughs> yeah yeah supposedly so okay so now we're getting all this fun tennis matches we go into a tournament style deal and we got lloyd and fiona who give themselves fake names as the, the phonies, phonies. <laughs> as the phonies mm-hmm. super, love that super ironic yes and no one would suspect a thing and we go up against three separate teams which is really funny well we watched three separate teams they they did do a lot of matches because remember they do that little montage True. where they're like oh yeah and another win from yeah well mr phony to say we watched three matches is a little bit of an overstretch too because those muscular guys we don't get to watch any of that yeah they just do two their- serves Essentially, yeah, we just Fiona just bullets them in the body, and then just yeah, with all those muscles, they couldn't, you know, stop themselves from getting hit. Apparently, so it, it took me the second watch through through to realize who those guys were because I the first time I watched it, I thought there was random big steroided up dudes walking down, but then the the next time I watched it through, I actually you see them like sitting on the bench, like shaking, like we're about to take this experimental drug. Shit, yeah, they're gonna they're they're shooting each other up in mm-hmm. the in the locker room. You, well, you they're shooting they're shooting themselves up. And you do find out that they were drug users, so that's why they're so oh, they're, willing. Oh, they were prior gotcha. to Gotcha. Okay, yeah. I didn't know about that part. It, it's it's a manga thing where the guy who it talks about the experimental drugs, he's like, oh, we just picked up some drug users to shoot themselves up with uh, this drug. It's like, oh, that makes slightly more sense that you just get great at tennis. <laughs> Okay, but to yes. put the realisticness into this, like shooting yourself up enough just doesn't like multiply your muscle mass. 
Like we're we're pulling in some Resident Evil bullshit here, where you just start fucking exploding and multiplying your own. You body mean mass. you don't get traps the size of babies? <laughs> yeah, those, those muscles were like balls. On like those muscles, their were so shoulder muscles like extended beyond their head. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, they turned into a hundred percent to grow. Yeah. I, I really I like their voices too. Like they had that like demonic voice behind. It was their like that robotic demonic thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked that. But anyway, as you were saying, um, okay, so yeah, we watched three. They obviously go through a whole tournament shit of matches, but we get to watch three of them. One of the very first one being these retired dudes who just live in the mountains and play tennis. Yeah. Which I also find funny that Fiona went to the mountains to train. That was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, afterwards. <laughs> they, have, they have to pull the old anime trope of like go and train in the mountains yes. by yourself and get yourself stronger. Which was I don't know if you guys caught this, but it was like a it was like a five second post credit scene. Yes. Where she's in the mountains just training. With yes, yes, so I did see that. I missed that my first two times watching. Yep, I, I was about to say I was like, I didn't figure out about those after credit scenes until the set the end of the second time i was watching through i just happened to not press next and i was like wait a minute was this for all of now i have to rewatch it a third time because now there's a whole bunch of extra scenes yeah. that i didn't see oh no, no, no that one more specifically i on my third watch is when my third listen is when i found out that that was a post pressing because it was so fucking short so i missed it so mm. it was interesting but it literally audience it's just her Training in the forest where she's like swinging something heavy. She's swinging she's, a boulder on a tennis racket. Yeah, she's swinging <laughs> something super fucking heavy so that her serve is more powerful. That's all she's doing. It's like so she can get her revenge on your. Yeah. So that's funny. Okay, so yeah, match one was the two old dudes, mm-hmm. the retired pros. Yes, they beat him. Super cool. Match, Easily. I don't know if you guys. There was really nothing to talk about that. Nope. Match two was the super muscular guys. That one lasted ten seconds. All we saw in that was uh, that Fiona bulleted all of her serves at the people's body at mm-hmm. at their bodies, and I don't know. They didn't concuss. Whatever. They they, they really lost. didn't yep. win. And then the final match was the son and daughter of the leader of all of this black market shit. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and all of their various cheat moves. Yeah, and lots of cheat moves were coming in, like super advanced weapons, weapons, uh, equipment. Yeah, the <laughs> yes. rackets. Well, all equipment, shooting up of steroids. Everything was legal. Everything was legal. Yes, in yes. this event itself. Yeah, but also prior to this match, your your sorry, not your Fiona and Lo were introduced to this gas so yeah it made the paralyzing them, gas so it made them less activity full i don't know well they had to play off that they were affected by it right yes because they they held their breath they noticed it and they they held their breath for it because i think fiona noticed she's like wait my hands are shaking there's tingling. gas in the room they, I was like, yeah wow. it was tingling that's mm-hmm. that's what uh threw it off right i mean in the first half of the match they were slightly affected by the gas but it yes. did wear off and they were able to play at their best mm-hmm. and dodge the, the snipers and right pitfalls within the uh the the, the arena itself yeah, racket so bullets back at the uh at the sun yeah, oh so. no i had bad milk can you see that he is playing through an upset stomach what a man <laughs> yeah, oh i just had too much to drink last night yeah well back on alex 
thing with a bad milk thing. So Lloyd was hitting the ball back, but at the same time reflecting one of the rubber bullets back at the the male the the son mm-hmm. to make him hit him in his belly or whatever. So yep. like he did a two for one combo thing there, and it was I thought that was good writing. I thought that was really fun. Oh yeah, it was badass. Yeah, it was funny because he got the point and he. Took out the sun. The same move. In a yes. counter move. It was so nice. <laughs> yes. And then they're making jokes how, is this some drunken style from the East? <laughs> yeah. No, The I, I really like the tennis, the whole competition factor of it. And they did, in the end, they didn't really get any actual, wasn't the code to find a diary of all of his, like, uh, like the actresses that he supported monetarily of course not creepily yes and uh <laughs> well that's what it turned into they didn't know what it was going to be they mm-hmm. just knew it was going to be something important correct and yeah he got the headshots and he only kept the uh what was it the collectible ones i think is what yeah. he said yeah so it was totally not a perv <laughs> Which just the women actors are so much better. I think that's what he said. Yeah. Something along those lines. He would take his wife to the show and she caught on. This <laughs> lady just beating his ass. Yeah, so to save his relationship with his wife, he had to secretly store all of these secret collectibles. Collectibles. And then the whole reason why there was any thought behind any secrecy was because he made the other diplomats swear to secrecy of going to these events. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's why they thought there was something up about him. Yes. And if anything were to be revealed, that would be the ground-shaking shit, and the ground-shaking shit was really just his relationship with his wife. Mm-hmm. It was all domestic. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, you've got this whole time where Lloyd's... You can see that Lloyd's actually getting... You can assume Lloyd's actually getting feelings for his family. Uh-huh. So it kind of makes it even more meaningful, because it's like... How far would you go to save something, to save your family? Yeah, especially if you know that it's fake from mm-hmm. the start. Well, that well, that's in Lloyd's case, yes. Oh, I thought that's what you were talking for. <clears throat> well, I was talking, it's kind of both, where it's like the the diplomat goes and oh, keeps talk- everything in secret. Okay, okay. But then, you know, oh, you've man. got Lloyd where it's like, yeah, even though this is a fake family, I, act- I you can assume that he's starting to truly get feelings for this family. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a big theme I think you could see throughout the the second core is that he's actually truly getting feelings for, for your and Anya. I 100% agree. And I want to elaborate on this a little bit more. But first, let's take a quick break. Hey, this is Tyler, one of the hosts of RangerCast. On our show, we talk about Power Rangers and other multi-huge spandex heroes. We've got news, reviews, interviews. We talk about the comics, the games, the toys, and all things more phenomenal. Find us at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or check us out at rangercast.net. May the power protect you. Welcome back from our break. So we are going to be talking about Lloyd and his, I want to say, multi-conversational talk about about how he's slightly getting a little bit more softer. Um, so so he's been 
So, <laughs> okay. Okay, so not to make this sound too weird, but it's like there was two separate times that he's been talked about where he is getting softer as a spy or as a fake father kind of thing. Okay. Um, so I started thinking, is there going to be a time in the near future where his softness as a family man or a father or whatever goes too far and something happens to the family itself, where the, whether they get like kidnapped or something bad happens because he let his guard down as a spy like he's just he's in dad mode and he's not in spy mode so do you think that's going to come and bite him in the butt someday i've been thinking about that and i think there's definitely going to be a situation whether that happens in season two or potentially season three if that if that becomes the thing um i think there's definitely going to be a point where he has to make a decision to choose to save his family or proceed with the mission and personally i think he's going to side with his family i think he's going to 100 in that moment say oh well this is for the length of operation strix i don't know how long this is going to be so let me save the family first but i think deep down i think he really cares about your and anya and is going to want to stay with them for an extended period of time so i think he is going to find out about your I think really, I think that's what it's going to come down to where he has to choose between kind of giving your up or hiding what she is. Okay, so you think he's going to find out about her before she finds out about him? Yes. And mm-hmm. then he's going to have to play this, he's going to have to put on this fake face in, in front of her to be her the husband, but at the same time, he's also going to be doubling as... Well, you have to remember, she's an assassin, and she is assassinating, I would assume she's assassinating people from both the East and the West, uh-huh. so he, as a spy, can't allow for that to happen. He also knows that her brother is in the secret police. Yes. So he already is on edge and making sure that he doesn't mess up about anything in front of your. Damn, Matt, this is good. <laughs> no, the uh, the Washington bourbon? Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah, so good. It is really good. So Sorry, <laughs> taken back. Pot still is either you love it or you hate it, and I, I like it. Mm, it's so good. I like it a lot. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But like what Alec was saying, where it's, all right, so if Yor is an assassin, he already knows that Yuri is a part of the secret police, but does that mean Yuri knows that she's an assassin? So then he has to go down this avenue, and I think he is going to pick his family over basically giving Yor up to whatever side he decides to give her up to. Okay, and I can throw two two thoughts into that one. Like, mm-hmm. one real thought but like it branches it off into two like i can see in the anime his first initial emotional reaction is going to be to save his family yep mm-hmm. because he actually cares for them yep. and then after the whole situation resolves he's going to be like okay i saved them mm, but i saved them because if i save my family it helps the mission like he's gonna like stupidly convince himself that saving the family saves the mission but like in actuality we all saw that he did it out of emotion not because of the mission yeah he's Mm -hmm. gonna give himself an out right because it's the quote-unquote mission not for any other reason right i'll fully agree yep if we were were just to follow that line of logic or just this nice fun trail of thought that's the way i can see that one playing out i will say i will probably i would be mad if we don't have a happy ending Oh my god, if this ends in a 
No, this is too upbeat. This is too. I don't think there's any possibility. This is too family friendly to end in a downbeat. It's so humorous. It's gotta end polite. It's gotta end good. So I'm basically saying the mission has to be successful, and Lloyd, Anya, and Yor have to stay together. Exactly. Like that has to be the happy ending, or I'm gonna be mad. I will be mad. Do you think they ever find out about each other? Do you think they find out about Anya's ability? I think they find everything out. You think that you think everything gets revealed? Yeah, yes. I have I have a little time scale thing going okay. on. Okay. I think either midway through season two or at the end of season two, Lloyd and Yor find out about each other. Okay. I could definitely agree with that. That's all I can say about that. And then as we get into season three, I think this is only gonna be a three season kind of thing. So when we get into season three, halfway through season three, Anya has to admit her telepathic abilities okay. and Lloyd uses that to his advantage in order to bring peace and then that's how peace comes because I don't know that's all I can say is I know Anya has to admit Lloyd uses it to his advantage at some point I don't know if that's gonna be season two or three but I know that that tiny little combination has to work. I feel that for a place for Anya to admit that she has these powers would also have to be the same position that Anya would have to be in to sell out Bond as well and reveal that both Ooh, her right. and Bond have this power. And that was the only way she was able to know something. Right. If Yeah, if Anya gets sold out, Bond is sold out. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's going to happen in tandem. And then the the final conclusion has to be everybody working together. Yes, that's, that's of course. Here. I wonder if something happens where she was like, "Well, Bond told me," and it's like, "Well, how how the hell did Bond tell you?" And then right. it's like, "Oh, well, Bond could see the future, and I can read his mind." And she might just be like, "Oh, well, I can only read his mind." And then eventually, it might come out where it's like, "Actually, I can read everybody's mind," <laughs> unless it's on a full moon or a new moon. <laughs> Ooh, the new moon, yeah, it's the new moon. It's the new moon. Yes, it's the opposite of everything else because she saw the full moon and got all concerned Mm -hmm. like when does this go away oh i think it's gonna happen in two weeks (gasps) that's the day of the test (laughs) not two weeks yeah and that's that's something that was so fucking overlooked in this entire second half of the series was she's gonna take this big test but on the day of that big important test she can't read other people's minds Okay, it's really cool that we know that you can't read your mind. You can't read minds, but like, no, that that's also super fucking important that you can't read minds on one day of the month. Like, we yes. really need to. Like, this is kind of like Inuyasha. that was integral information. Yeah. I feel like I was gonna say this is like Inuyasha kind of shit. Like, one day you just lose your demon abilities and you're a fucking useless human. Mm-hmm. Like, this is very important, and you're just nonchalantly just. Like, oh, okay. Oh, like, yeah, this happens. I think they did that on purpose. I think they want you to kind of have it in the back of your mind kind of thing. Right. Yeah, where right. it they make it seem like it's not important when in all actuality it's super important. It's going to come up again. It's, it it has, has to. Exactly. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Ooh. <laughs> Jinx, I owe you nothing. <laughs> I do have a question, though. Mm-hmm. Has your favorite character changed between Core 1 and Core 2? Mine has not. Okay. Mine... Do you want to remind our our listeners yep. of what your favorite character was? Uh, Anya. Okay. Core one, core two. Anya is it hasn't changed at all. She's just so goddamn funny. Yes. She's adorably fucking funny. Yes. I love it. I think mine was Lloyd, and I'm gonna stick with. I think it's still Lloyd. Yep. 
Yours was Lloyd. Okay, yeah, that makes it. sense. You're still continuing with them because you like the spy. I love the spy. <laughs> well, you met. I went with your in you season one, only for the sake of being different. I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna stay with your because you do see a lot of character development in her. Yep. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of growth. Um, it took her getting super drunk to finally admit <laughs> her feelings, but she kind of pseudo kind of admitted her feelings. Also, very annoyingly, like instantly drunk. Like we, I know why you complained about it in the last. Well, I'm just episode, gonna say. She drank an entire bottle of wine and an entire bottle of scotch. Almost. Well, no, that was like still... a like a cocktail. Like she, oh, had yeah, a she downed it. it. So she she just... downed a cocktail and then she downed a whole bottle of scotch. So cool. if you drink that, you're gonna die. You can't say a whole bottle, but basically, too much, mm-hmm. too much whiskey and her mixed drink. And but then it was like five seconds later, and she's drunk. And like that's not how chemistry works, but. Let's just and anime logic. logic. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks, yo, me a soda now. Oh, now we're even, so we're good. Okay. All right, I'll just owe you a beer. How about that? Yeah. Deal. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Gunpai. Gunpai. I will say, I didn't read too much into it. It was just too funny, especially because, you know, that brought up number four where you get to see Assassin uh, Yor, where she knocks Lloyd out with one kick. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was happy to see that. Which also brings up my favorite part. That was probably one of the funniest moments in the entire um, season because he's like, "Man, what's happening right now?" It's and then he wakes up. He's like, "It's been since oh man, like the academy when the yeah, last time back, I got knocked back out in his training days." Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it was. That was the last time he got knocked out. Which goes to show how just how strong Yor is. Like she is a very strong female character, and I love it. Yes, she she's a great mom to Anya, which we find out. So it's she's such a good character, and yes, she has her flaws where she can't use a potato peeler somehow. <laughs> it's it's okay, and you know we all have doubts about certain things, and it's good to see even in a series like this where it's kind of happy go lucky. You can she can bring those serious moments without it being too serious. Mm-hmm. So I will stick with your, but it she's still lacking. Yes. Anya was amazing in this uh, in this part in this core. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they definitely made sure that Anya got full focus. Yeah, exactly. Because let's be honest, if it's not for her, the mission is useless. Yep, it's not happening. Exactly. Otherwise, Lloyd would have to go completely fucking psycho and I don't know start. Well, if I have a thing to posit, if um if Yuri finds out about Yor and Lloyd and their mission, do you think he will betray the secret police for the sake of his sister, or will he work against them? Will she, will he become an anta- uh, an antagonist? I can see him forsaking his job and helping his sister. Okay, I will say while well, yes, it's a good theory i don't think it'll ever happen oh you don't think that's gonna be a part of the story i don't think it'll ever happen because lloyd is too good of a spy and yuri is too um single-minded on his sister to pay attention to anything beyond his sister one step further i think that yuri's gonna find out about about lloyd but he'll never know the truth about your you don't think so no okay because i I know he doesn't know about her being an assassin right so so as of now he doesn't know and i'm just saying he'll never find 
show. And, mm. and even if there's hints dropped, he'll just be oblivious to it. I could see that, just being blind to yeah. it, yeah, and misinterpreting things. Yeah, okay, I could see it. Like, he could probably catch uh, your assassinating someone and be like, hey, sis, what are you doing here? And oh. she'll have a bag of tomatoes in her, <laughs> in her I thought that was a head. I thought it was a head. Dude, yeah, for real, when, when red liquid's dripping onto the floor, like, dude, she's fucking carrying a heart or something. Mm-hmm. Nope, tomatoes. Nope, just tomatoes. Just she's cooking, cooking montage. tomatoes. Like, how stupid can you be? Well, it is your, so it's, we're just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cooking is not her forte. We can't uh, think too deeply about that one. <laughs> one other character that we need to be talking about. I only say need to because I really like him as like a pretty close to secondary favorite is Frankie. Okay. Frankie, like not not to compare him to Bond the dog, but Frankie's such a good boy. <laughs> Frankie's he's like that nerdy little us. Like in spy world, like yeah. he's he's fucking living his life, having so much fun doing all this spy shit, and then like striking out with women. He's he's getting these love interests, and like poor Monica will never have Frankie. No, or Frankie will never have Monica. I mean, no. have it either way. I mean, Frankie, yeah. Frankie, you know, in his own respects, can be quite the catch. But at the same time, he's I think, a smart dude. He's a smart dude. I think the biggest thing that I liked about him in this. Uh, second half of the episode, season one was when he was babysitting Anya and like he's getting super mad about like you can't just fucking call me here and expect me to babysit your daughter and throw me fucking stacks of cash but at the same time he's having so much fucking fun mm-hmm. just playing pretend with her and oh, he just, loves it oh he's having so much fun and I thought that was fucking adorable yeah he's he's loving that uncle role and then he's like well here's $10,000. Okay, well, Anya, let's go have some fun. <laughs> you can't keep throwing money at me every time you have a problem, but I will take it. I will take it, and I will continue playing and having fun. Exactly. So that it was, I like, there's there's so much, like, positive and negative things going on, and, like, they're just, like, fucking playing on each other, so it's really funny. Frankie is great. I will agree with you. He, he is a character that deserves more attention. Frankie, it, yeah. He thinks very highly of himself. Like, I can tell that he thinks that he's, like, the brains behind the entire organization. Like, yeah, he can't physically do anything that that Lloyd does, but I feel like he thinks he has far more importance in the plan than he really yeah. actually does, if that makes any sense. Yeah, he's... he's- Essentially just an equipment guy who might be able to be handy in uh, breaking down codes. Well, he's their um, informational guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. like, he's he's literally just a side guy. But at the yeah. same time, like, he's, he's still a fucking human. Mm-hmm. I did find it hilarious when he was trying to, when Lloyd was helping Frankie, like, with all the scenarios. And he's like, well, you just, you have these 800 questions and then you have these 8,000 responses to these questions. <laughs> the algorithm. And you have to memorize this entire <laughs> script. And he looks, he's like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Lloyd probably memorized it within 30 seconds. Yeah, like, exactly. oh, yeah, just follow this flow chart and you'll be golden. It's easy. Come on. Everybody does it. Easy well, game. Lloyd's perfect. He's like, I don't understand why this is difficult. <laughs> and Lloyd, and then. Out of touch with reality. He's, he's like, no, dude, this is impossible. Yeah, seriously. Because, I mean, you have Lloyd, who's a psychiatrist, and he's never actually done this before. And everybody's like, he's the smartest person in the hospital. It's like, what? Which was Lloyd nice can do see- anything. He has nice a renaissance see- man. That Lloyd had a stupid social life within his <laughs> fake ass world. Yeah, because all of them, all the doctors and stuff. Dudes working 
a oh. full-time job as a psychiatrist, a full-time job as a spy, and a full-time job as a father. Oh, and, you know, spying on the on the school at the same time. Right? Like, well, I mean, he's using excuses as, like, going to house calls and stuff like that. Like, money's clearly not an issue because he's getting paid. I'm sure he's getting paid finally through the spy shit. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. So any time away he does from his job. Which, by the way, if he's getting paid by for psychiatry, is his wage, is he, like, just lying about his hours so that it would appear to be? He, he's, a sal- he's a salary guy. Salary? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's definitely a salary position. I think it says something about, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's not like it is here in America. It's different. That's true too. But I'm sure it's also just a salary position. It's like yeah. it's, it's not like a clock in, clock out kind okay. of thing. But it's also probably, I mean, not to get too in in the weeds, but that's actually probably something that gets sent back to the spy organization to help pay for his expenses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I guarantee you, the organization forges everything and he might work we'll we'll just say like here 80 hours every week or every two weeks so nobody questions anything it's like oh yeah i worked i worked 40 hours this week actually i worked like 60 hours this week because i was doing these things and it's like well here's my paperwork it's like oh yeah you're right that paperwork's legit and here you go well julia or not julia frost what's her name fiona frost um she i mean she works for the psychiatry building as well like they have a multiple infiltrators in the, the whole system. Yeah, so they can forge anything and everything they need to. The right. forgers can forge anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Well, they are fo- a bunch of phonies. Yeah, the phonies. The forgers and the phonies. Damn, I love this show. In. This is great. This is actually one of my favorite animes. This is going to be in my rewatch list for sure, just as one of this just timeless your, your anime. Cas- your casual throw on just for the fun. Mm-hmm. Of it. Like, yeah. oh, I remember this show. I had a lot of fun watching it. Definitely putting it back yeah, on. Yeah, I remember this show. I remember <laughs> having a good time with it. Well, I mean, there's so there's so many animes on my rewatch list, and it's just nice to know that this is this is now joined the crew. Oh yeah, yes. I want to I want to change my answer for my favorite moment. It's Anya reading the career thing about Lloyd. Oh, about her whole <laughs> presentation about yeah. how yes, it is. Like, Anya's it's, presentation. It's sto- it started out so like a spy natural. feelings doctor. <laughs> A spy special feelings doctor. A, a spy, a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, there <laughs> yeah. it is. Which is like a feelings doctor. And then, you know, it's, you have, at the end, it's like sometimes he punches and kicks people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the concussive therapy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, that was great. Your, she mentioned that. And it would have been fun to see that again, the concussive therapy. I think they need to like re-envelop things from earlier in the season just to keep things relevant. Mm-hmm. Again with like the pistol with the silencer, with so, Anya being so obsessed about that. I think they need to throw that back in there. I will say in the manga, you do see your, um, Lloyd punching that dude when uh, Yor is talking about it. So you see like a flashback of Yor thinking about when Lloyd punches the dude for concussive therapy. <laughs> Wait, was it a flashback? Or yes, was it was. It, like it was a, a flashback. Oh, a flashback. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and the anime clearly did not do a flashback. But no, but it, it would have been funnier if there was like something relevant, like a thought bubble happening, and you just see that. Or not, not just a thought bubble, but like Lloyd doing it like today or yesterday <laughs> kind of thing. Like he did it again, taking out a, a, a criminal. Yep. But you're caught on to it, like, oh, that was just another. 
customer, customer of mine and I needed to take care of him. Whatever. Yep. Yeah, that was, so I will say that was uh, my favorite moment, just the whole reading of Lloyd's uh, job. <laughs> he, those, he handles his patients meticulously with acidity. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives them candy and it's like bribes? What? Is yeah, candy right. another word for bribes? <laughs> <laughs> All the students are listening in like, this story doesn't make any sense. What is this job? And then you, you've got the, oh man, who's the teacher? Um, Henderson. 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 Yes, he's Henry just, Henderson. It's like, that sounds very much like Lloyd. And then he's got the long face like, uh-huh. oh my God, what is this person? Perhaps I've underestimated him. And then, of course, Lloyd is having to come back a couple days later to explain himself. And he can just do it just fine. No problems. Mm-hmm. He's so casual. Yeah, it brought up points of concern with the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Do you guys have a favorite moment, episode, whatever, since I already said mine? Ooh. Alec? Uh, yes. So my favorite point in this show, hold on, there's a couple. I need to... Apparently I already had two, so there's... My, my favorite moment. If you if you want to go through yours really quick, I kind of I have a I have a couple I need to sort through that I need to figure out which one was my favorite because there are multiple in this season that okay. I was like yes. So if I'm gonna choose anything of that I would consider my favorite, my favorite for this second half is gonna be anything that would be comical. And that's a lot. I know. And I <laughs> on my notes I have smiley faces on, on a bunch of stuff. So I like the whole season. You know, it's just I liked every episode. <laughs> Yeah, let me just be boring. No. Okay, so let me just say, let me let me just explain myself through all of my laughy faces on my nose. Number one, quote, Papa takes a whole lot of time on the crapper. <laughs> right away, episode 13. Fucking hilarious. Another one in episode 15, quote, if you don't let me have him, then I'll turn bad and stop going to school. I thought that was pretty funny. Okay, that was about, uh, that was Anya mm-hmm. being a bitch about, like, if you don't let me have this dog, then I'm going to stop going to school. I thought that was funny. Uh, right after, Anya can't talk about terrorists or the police will lock her up and not come back. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yes. That was Lloyd making a threat to her. So I thought that was funny. Next would be, at, like, episode 20. Anya needs to shadow parent her job. Yor ignores assassination. Smiley face. That's because the whole assassination scene was kind of funny censoring okay and then my last one let me claim okay i just named four other things so let me just talk about this last one this last one was more of an adorable thing this was the post it was this was like a 10 minute thing but it was also a post credit scene so it was really stupid it was a post credit real episode kind of thing in episode 21 when bond ripped up the penguin that moment when anya was like i'm sorry i said i hate you i didn't mean it and it was super fucking sad. I felt that so hard. <laughs> oh. And like whoever the voice actor for that is does such a good job for Anya being like a sincerely sad and sorry person. And then at the same time, Anya's in a fucking onesie, so it's fucking adorable to begin <laughs> with. And it's like this whole fucking scene is just adorable and hilarious. So that's one of my favorite scenes. I don't know if that was in the direction we're going. I was just going with all of no. these. It is very it was a slice of life. And I don't, it was that spoke to you. That's awesome. I, I got a lot of you had a emoji. Lot of- when I write my notes, I write like faces 
And I think it's hilarious. So yeah, so that was those scenes made a big deal to me. So I guess going into so my favorite one would probably have to be um, in I think it was episode nineteen or episode twenty where uh, they do the revenge against uh, Desmond's family and the the gloom the gloom gloomans I think gloomans episode nineteen is with George and the gloomans yeah so uh, it, and he does all of this work to try to discredit. Desmond, uh, De- uh, or Desmond, Desmond uh, Damien Dem- Desmond, and just get him removed from the school. And then it turns out that everything's fine. That his that the Desmonds actually per- purchased the Gloomans yeah. uh, company. Yep, yep. And then he still has to go to school all the next day. They're all like, "You better give us our stuff back." <laughs> I'm like, that is the most like kid thing in the world to hear because like any adult is like, "Oh yeah, that's this is written off. I'll never get that back." But kids, they are determined to get their things back. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna give me that folder back. You're gonna give me that book back." I I love. I found it so much humor. There's so much realism in this anime exactly. that I love. I absolutely love the just the demographics between all the different kids. It's just so perfect. One thing that I don't know whether I would have liked it or if I would have loved it, but if Anya would have like walked up to him, super fucking pissed off, and be like, "I want my leaf back," I'm like. <laughs> I don't know if that would have been Here's funny. A leaf I found. Like the, she would have had to have those super big ass eyes that took up like three quarters of her <laughs> face, and like she would have had him in super serious. But like depending on how they shot that scene, like I could, I, if she were to ask for her stupid fucking leaf back, I can find that being pretty funny. I found this leaf on the ground, and I thought of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where it started. So. Love it. I can I can see that being a stupid scene. That, that I mean, they clearly had to have thought of it, but it was probably a throwaway. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Yep. I have one little nitpick to bring back that we that okay. So like I said, I listened to our last episode that we recorded. Okay. And Matt, when we were talking about episode twelve, where the penguin came into play, you were talking about how that wasn't necessarily canon. Uh, no, I it was an extra mission. So. It's not, it was just, it was a part of the story, but it wasn't like the main part of the story. Right. Like it was still in the manga, but it was just, they called it a, like a 0.5 chapter instead of being like chapter 12. Stuff like that. Oh, okay. What okay, do you that, mean? What, what, what are you talking it, about? Okay. It's essentially like an extra mission. That's like a kind of like an OVA or a side mission kind of thing. Okay, so Penguin? I don't. Okay, just to rewind the a stuffed little, animal. Yeah, yeah, the stuffed animal. Okay, so just to rewind a little bit, episode eleven of season one. Yeah, was true story, and they ended the episode on bringing the camera focus in on the dog. Mm-hmm. That was super cool. And then episode 12 was just Flutter. Penguin Park, yeah. It had nothing to do with that dog that we saw in the previous episode. It was the Forger family going to a zoo, and they had the the penguin scene. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, well, we literally just saw a fucking dog last episode. Why aren't we seeing anything about this dog? And I'm like, okay, well, this must be a fucking throwaway episode. And on at the end of the episode, Anya got that penguin because Lloyd guessed all of the names of the penguins. <laughs> yep. Okay, so she got that big fucking penguin. Now, in our last recording, Matt was saying that was essentially all OVA slash non-canon. And now I want to reverse that, bring that all back into play because that same stupid penguin comes back into play on another post-credit scene where Mr. Penguin 
gets ripped up by Bond uh-huh. because they're watching that show and Penguin gets shot. And Anya feels all sad that Penguin died in her cartoon, so she wants to sleep with Penguin. And Bond's like, fuck you, why are you cuddling with him when you should be cuddling with me? And he rips up Penguin. Penguin gets all fucked up, which kind of prompted me to say, like, Penguin's making a very obvious scene here. Like, is this considered canon kind of deals theory? Because here's Penguin again making another scene. I know it's considered post-credit scene. It's just for fun. Like, I just wanted to get your guys' minds... I think that process. was just to start the next episode because in the next episode it starts credit. with yeah well I, I know mean, but the next it, one starts with her like oh no he messed up my bear and who no, or no, messed was, up my penguin that yeah that was all <clears throat> post credit that was no that was it was a post credit scene and it had nothing to do with anything else it was just for fun I don't know uh, Franken Penguin had it was his <laughs> own little scene it has nothing to do with the story time the storyline itself but here we are on core two penguin is here here. they are yes penguin is here so one here okay so one i just want to say as far as canon goes it's it's questionable that it's post-credit scene because that is questionable in itself but two matt is is that manga yeah it's all in the manga okay okay so that's all i mean that's all i'm gonna ask for now so it's i take it more of just kind of extras like it's just added it's not to in the main story but it's still a part of the story right well that's the hard part about this yes whole show is like this is a slice of life kind of thing yep and they very very lightly dab into like the the real story of this show it's yep. more slice of life than it is real story i would agree with that so like when we talk about canon it's really hard to differentiate like if it matters or not because slice of life really doesn't fucking matter Do well i mean it's post a credits really matter to the integrity of the show though technically yes because I only watched like three of them, and I, they definitely help with the next episode, but I wouldn't say that they're well, integral to the episode. Even if we talk about other anime in general, like post credit scenes are very important. Whether they are foreshadowing for the next episode, or if they're just brand new information in general... And that information is important to expand on the next episode. And if you didn't watch the post credit scene, then you don't have no idea what's going on. Like, this stupid stuff like that. It can go in so many directions. Yep. But, yes, post credit scenes should be taken as canon. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't watch any of them until, like, the very end of the second time I watched through. And then that's when I realized they were there in the first place. Right. I mean, there's only, like, so I don't even I, Honestly, yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about, so I don't know. I'm, I started really the next episode. Not a deal. Okay. No, it's, it's honestly not. I just I just wanted to see if there was Yeah, all the post-credit scenes were in, in the manga. Okay. I, yeah, I just wanted to see if there was a strict difference. In, like, no, if they're in the manga, then at that point, like, yes, I think you should be watching them at that point. Yes, but it... Like I said, it doesn't add anything to the main story. So if you miss it, you're not missing anything. It's just an extra gig. That's yes. all it really is. It's it's just for an extra fun laugh. Yes, if anything. True, true. But I still want to see them. As far yeah, as <laughs> well, far you're going to rewatch them. Yep, so. I'm going to rewatch them anyways. This is so this it's, it's all good. I'll, well, I'll see you're them. just gonna have to convince your wife to be like, hey, this is. Uh... I have told her like, if you're gonna watch any anime, this will be the one to watch because it has a little bit of everything in there. That that you're gonna like oh and if if it makes any much of a difference be like hey 
Lance convinced your sister Missy to watch this too. So like now you guys True. can on this. You know what? If they watch it together, they'll have something more to talk about, and they talk to each other every single day. So it could be something <laughs> that they could do. And then thus another way to broaden anime into the world. Ooh-hoo. Exactly. That's all we need. I will say I did get my wife to start watching this. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We're like halfway through season one. Alright. Or uh, part one. I like to assume she thinks it's cute and acceptable. Yes. I think this is a very I think this is gonna join in with the gateway animes of just an anime that anybody could watch and enjoy i'd I'd be very hard pressed to not like this i can say i can see people finding anya kind of annoying because she's depending on how because she's a yeah Yeah, because she's a child like if we're we're talking about some kind of boomer watching this and like i don't like how that fucking child's eyes pop well, it, it also could be where it's like a like a teenager where they... Yes, it's going to be both sides of the spectrum. The yeah. super old and the super young are not going to understand this show. But I think anyone within their 20s and 30s definitely can watch this. Well, I, I will say like if... We have that one 50-year-old listener who's following us like, I like this show. <laughs> you, you absolutely can like this show. We're not going to take that yeah, from we're you. We're not generalizing. Not at all. It's just... It's going to be both ends of the spectrum where if you don't like it, you're not going to like it because of Anya. And, I mean, I get it. I can't say that I dislike the show, but I can understand why somebody might think that she's annoying. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, that that can't be argued. I think if if you're not going to like the show, it's going to be because of her yes. her weird facial expressions towards things or the, her attitude towards things. Like, sure, I can I can posit that. I don't agree with you, but <laughs> yeah. If this comedy doesn't slap for you, then this isn't for you. And we, we're we probably just, not going to be friends. Yeah, we just can't <laughs> be friends. <laughs> so. I give this a solid 8 or 9 out of 10. Like, I would definitely watch this and recommend this to anybody. Oh, if we're going to do rating talk, just out of nowhere. Uh, my, I'm, I would give this a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly why I would justify why this wouldn't be a 10 out of 10, but, like, it's hard to justify a perfect anime. It's not perfect. It's not. Because no, nothing is perfect. But, like, at the same time, like, Right now, I'd have to think about why I would demerit anything. It doesn't have episodes where it's just 20 minutes of zooming in on people's faces like Dragon Ball Z, which is what I'm used to. No, I don't want that. (laughs) I don't want those fillers. Did you miss Lance's conversation where he said he can't watch Dragon Ball Z through the nostalgia glasses so he doesn't actually... And not that you don't like Dragon Ball Z, but it's okay. It's okay. I I, I rate everything back to Dragon Ball Z. I do love Dragon Ball Z. I do love the nostalgia of really honestly playing the video games and learning the story through there originally. Mm-hmm. But fuck, dude, tighten some shit up. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. I don't. I'm need, just being facetious. I don't need 20 minutes or 20 episodes of five minutes of, yeah. of, of a spirit bomb gathering. Yes. No, I think that's what this show is like, missing. Dude, obviously, <laughs> not obviously, but honestly, every single fucking episode of Dragon Ball Z can probably be condensed into three to five minutes of actual content. And then 20 minutes of recapping. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can't forget the recap. You, you don't, don't know what's about to happen. If you want to watch Dragon Ball Z, watch the first three minutes of every episode <laughs> so that you can get the recap of the last episode. Like... You're not missing anything. You can 
saves so much time on the recap. That's what I love about new school anime, though, is that there's no recaps because it just assumes that you've already binged this through. Yeah, because they're also more in line of what people want, and we're not worried about people's facial features for five seconds at a time. Well, it's also... You don't have to go months without watching the next episode because the network decided they didn't want to play the next episode mm-hmm. and they wanted to restart it. Yeah, now we just have fucking apps and that's where everybody understands that that's where they get their anime. Well, from. apparently Toonami is still a thing, so. Is it really? Yes. Oh my god. Technically, yeah. That, well, that just made my whole world. Not, not only that, but like in Japan, there is television that do yes. release things on time. But I'm just saying, I will for say the general public, that's the one difference between childhood and like adulthood. Is like as a child, I had to wait for the next episode to come out. Yep. Whereas like as an adult, I can choose to watch. Like right now, I'm choosing it's to not, not my watch, time, bro. Uh, Demon Slayer, I'm going to wait until it's all out, and then I'm going to watch all of it all at once. And I didn't have that choice when I was a, a teenager because I had to watch the next episode as it appears every single time. And you could have started it mid-fucking season without knowing anything of the past. You just yep. had to fucking accept where they are and just grow from that moment. And there was, no, there was no re-watching an episode. It's just, oh, if it comes no. on a rerun, that's cool. Hope yeah, they restart like, it like Bleach. Fucking yeah. half a year later maybe they'll real start restart the season mm-hmm. but like yeah like good luck watching live tv oh and anime has come leaps and bounds and i absolutely love it i love the growth of it and i love the public acceptance of it now you'll see people wearing clothing of of uh-huh. animes everywhere you go backpacks and it's just just Inner me is just ecstatic about it. I'm like, yes, people are no longer being bullied for this. They're accepting it and they're wearing it out in public. This is amazing. I love it. Well, they're still probably getting bullied for half the same reason, which is Naruto running. (laughs) We can always go into Naruto. I got a a real good buddy at my work who... He Naruto runs? No, no, no. He (laughs) He knows... That I watch anime in my corner at work, and he knows I do all my anime stuff. And like one day, I'm sitting there watching my anime, and I look up at him, and then we make eye contact, and he's like, <laughs> and then he does the an- the anime running pose where his arms are like the Sonic pose, the Sonic slash Naruto pose where he's running and his arms are flailing behind him. Yep. Just he's doing that to make fun of me, but like at you know in good faith. So like it's really funny. You're just jesting each other. Yeah. It's great. So it's really, it's fun being The anime community has finally made a positive comeback, and I am freaking ecstatic about it. Yeah, we're just, you know, a little, like, 20 years too late at this moment. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Does not even matter. We are 20 years on time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not complaining because I've never stopped liking anime, so it's okay. Yeah, right. Like, when me mm-hmm. and Matt were in high school, middle school, whatever, like, we had our clique, and the out, outside of our clique didn't fucking influence us at all. No. One, because me and Matt worked out all the fucking time, so, like, we didn't have to worry physically about bullies or anything like that. Like, well, fucking step up. We like anime, so what? You had the power and, of God yeah. and anime on your like, side. <laughs> <laughs> well, my... I don't I'd say mine was God, but like, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a meme. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like, I mean, we didn't we didn't do any of that, but like, you know, we just 
We just liked, we liked what we liked. Yes. Uh, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, it, it also helped we didn't Naruto run places, so. Yeah, we did. We <laughs> you can avoid weirdos. a lot of bullying by not doing that activity. <laughs> we that's we were true. able to be, oh man, no, not going to go down that alley. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it was, I am glad the anime world has been more accepted. Everywhere you go, you can see anime stuff, whether it be, at Hot Topic or just... Just in general. Like, yeah, just in general. I was just at the uh, the Green Bay Mall, and there's, like, four stores dedicated to, like, anime figurines. They're and they're growing. all different from each other. They're and I'm like, this is growing. amazing. Yeah. You can go to Target, you can go to Walmart, and you can find that stuff. Which, back in the day, you'd be like, oh, look, there's three things at Hot mm-hmm. Topic, and that's it. Mm. So, it, yeah. it's... Yeah, Hot Topic used to be... Pure bands. Now it's half bands, half anime. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's made leaps and bounds in this world, and I think this is a very, very positive thing because it's an area that I feel like, you know, a lot of us for the most part, you know, all through our teenage years, our you know young adulthood, we kind of hid this fact from you know the majority yeah. of the world, yeah. and all us nerds are the ones that are behind all of the social media shit, and mm-hmm. now we're the ones that are taking over. <laughs> Yeah, you know, how the turntables have turned. Yeah, there we go, an yes. office reference. <laughs> yes, I didn't like The Office, I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> I son. Neither did I, so don't worry, you're not alone. You don't like The Office, and yet My roommates are. watched it every second of every day. If I hear that intro again, I will smash a TV. Oh, I fucking love The Office. <laughs> it's not a bad show. I'm not against the show. I'm against the intro. <laughs> If I hear that one more time, I'm going to blow someone's brains out. Okay, real quick. <laughs> you want to Okay, when me and my wife first started dating, we were we had such busy fucking lives. I was in school working. I was busy as fuck. She had like two or three jobs. She was busy as fuck. But They're we were still busy as fuck, by the way. Oh so. yeah, we we are still busy as fuck. But we would still try to like date, have times together, whatever. And our time together, most of the time when we first started dating was I would go over to her apartment and we would cuddle on her little couch and we would watch The Office. Okay, good time. I was having a good time because this was funny. But this was her time to take a nap. (laughs) Oh, of course. So she would be sleeping away. I didn't give a shit. I was cuddling with a cute girl watching TV. And then an episode would end. A new episode would start. And that theme song, as soon as that theme song kicked in, boom, Emily was fucking awake. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I fell asleep. I'm like, it's okay. We're just watching the next episode. And like this is consistent through today. It doesn't matter if it's The Office or New Girl or Letter Kenny or any of the other normal shows we throw on. It's that that beginning theme song is always wakes her a, up. It's always a trigger and it wakes her up because she's like, I'm a I'm asleep and I'm not supposed to be asleep. I'm like, I don't know. And it's like just be asleep. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So to me it's it's very funny. The opening theme songs for those type of shows always makes me giggle because I have that little personal Mm -hmm. input. Speaking of opening theme songs, I really did enjoy the opening and the ending for this show. Yes. I like the opening more than the ending, but but they were cute. They they did fit. They were Mm -hmm. very catchy. Yeah. 
I, I listened to him a couple times. Usually, I, you know, I don't give a shit about him, but like I did give. Well, every once in a while, I kind of be zoning out, and then it would just be going. I'm like, oh yeah, and then just kind of listen to it. It's like, oh yeah, that, that's right. I do like this. It's kind of... <laughs> yeah, and it's totally fine. There's a um, there's a psychological study that you should always listen to the intro and you, outro. You of... mentioned this before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the study's should... wrong. No, the study is always <laughs> right. That you should always listen to this because it kind of like. It sets your mind into yep. into like the the yep. way that you you usually are when you watch the show, and what? it kind of like you know what also sets my mind into it pressing what? play. Ooh, <laughs> so you you're, you're are you a skip the intro kind of person? Oh yes, no, I don't have time to waste six minutes on intro and it's a- like outro. Two minutes, it's, dude. Okay, you got a minute and a half intro song, and then you got a. Well, if we're talking about, like, Dragon Ball Z, then that's an extra, like, 20 minutes of intro. <laughs> five minutes of episode, and then five minutes of closing, and then another five minutes of on the next episode of right, Dragon right, Ball right. Z. 30 seconds of this episode <laughs> is all this. No, no but to, for real, um, I don't have skip, skipping the intro song and skipping no. the intro. Ever. No. As long as you're watching it in succession, everything should be just fine. I mean, I, you're just, otherwise you're, I mean, if you want to get what you're going to get at, the if you want to get at what you're going to get at, which I think you're going to say is you're going to pre-spoil yourself. I hate it. I hate it. Which is why. What do you we, hate about we skipped. it? I hate the, the, the pre-spoil. pre-spoilers. The, the, so you hate seeing the characters that you haven't seen in the show yeah. yet. Yes. And See, the, I think that's the really important. Their, their future no. abilities, their future no. transformations. That's why I initially. Like, Bleach does a lot of that. That's yeah. fine. And I skip it all. You skip everything. All. Everything. Yes. No. And, even That's brand, blasphemy. brand new anime that comes out today. Yep. I skip the intro. You're not going to watch the intro. Yes. Do not want the... Have you ever noticed that it's the same band that does a lot of these intros? Yes. I, I've heard that on the side. Yeah. That, um, there is a lot of common bands mm-hmm. throughout It's like anime. four. It's like four yeah. bands that do every single anime intro. And that's and that's, that's how smart. They, that's how they get popularity. I mean, yeah, it is smart. It, like, in terms of, like, I mean... How do you make money? I'm going to be at every opening. Yep. Cool. Good for you. That The royalties are yeah, amazing. royalties, exactly. Yep. That's fucking how you're going to make your money, exactly. I would love to be an anime intro musician. <laughs> No, I play all these instruments. Like, sign me up. Let me do this. I will say, like, so the one intro that I thought was going to spoil everything that spoiled basically nothing was Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, my God. That was <laughs> literally <laughs> They nothing. showed you everything. <laughs> everything and absolutely nothing at the same yeah. time. They showed you like what, to ex- what to expect, but nothing to expect <laughs> when that moment comes. Like, that was the most ridiculous intro ever. <laughs> Have you guys you you seen Attack on Titan, right? Like yes. So season two, I, th- I think it's season two, has this intro that has like all these dinosaurs and whales in it. Yes, and stuff. the dinosaurs, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the entire show. I, I well, was sort of kind of so... if you really deep dive into it. They no, talk, they talk there about are no dinosaurs. whales, dinosaurs, but they do talk about it. Do they? Yes. It might be a little bit more on the lore. Yeah, but it's, it's... not in the actuality of the show. I... I there guess. are no but, dinosaur yeah, I, titans. I, I, I was, what, yeah, because I, I watched the fucking intro. I'm like, I'm not have to wait for a fucking T Rex to come and <laughs> yeah. fuck up the Attack Titan. What's going on right now? But no, never happened. Never happened. T Rex Titan. It's fun. 
shrinked arms. And... We're we're gonna need some kind of like side anim- or not side animation, <laughs> but like a side fan story or whatever to just come and just, just fucking have fun. The with The original Titans dinosaurs. Yeah. Right. You're, yeah. The OG. That's how it started. Was with the fucking lizards. Evolution turned them into giant people instead. Oh my Freaking. god. I can see. I can see final uh, final season part seven going into that. Absolutely. <laughs> Eight thousand years in the past. No, 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 no. Final season. Oh, oh, okay. I'm, never mind. I'm gonna say something stupid. Like final season. Final. Like the, the extra final season. Part the extra one. final season. The extra final season part one. I love anime. I love anime just for that reason. I love anime. Fuck Attack on Titan right now. I'm I'm currently wearing Attack on Titan. Oh yeah. It's love it. We'll just call it uh, Final Season Part 2.5. It's like Kingdom Hearts all over again. <laughs> part 2.8. Might as well. They fucked up, clearly. Yeah. That's all they did. It's- Which I don't think that, uh, what's it called? Um, the one we're doing. That uh, Spy Family is going to be doing. I, I don't think there's going to be a thousand different seasons. And I'm pretty sure that all of the opening credits have to do with the show. So I don't think there's anything that we have to worry about there. That's but, fine. Uh, I, I'm still going to skip it. You're still going to skip it? <laughs> still, still skipped. Still going to no. skip it. Yep. It's part of the show. They spent so much money. Well, here's the deal. Well, that's cool. My my first run through, I'll skip it all. Oh. On my second run through, if the song is a little catchy, sure I'll listen to it. Every run through. Every single If the one. song is catchy, I'm listening to it every freaking time. Nope. Can't do it. Um Spy Family did get a little catchy. Chainsaw got catchy. Mm-hmm. Got catchy enough for me to add Jujutsu my... was catchy. Jujutsu was catchy. Jujutsu was very catchy. I mean, there's plenty. There, yes. Okay. We don't have to go down this kind of rabbit hole. We, we've of, already done that once. Yeah, we already did this one. <laughs> plenty of songs get catchy. But, like I would like to say, my first run through is always going to be pure skip. I do not want a single ounce of spoiler. I don't want to know that someone might potentially go demon and fucking explode. I don't want that. I want to be... Element of surprise. That's all I want. That's all I want. Mm. I just want to be like wowed and be like yo that's why i fucking watch this show i don't I like that. slight spoilers just like keep an eye on this character nope can't do it nope no i don't want do expectations All if right. i wanted expectations i would read the manga Ooh, okay that's true Which that is, is I, that is an irrefutable point i will i will fully agree with that if well, you wanted to know more you would read the manga, manga. I, I will say if your memory is terrible you get surprised every time that's too. true too but <laughs> also to to piggyback on that there's also going to be all of you manga readers are like dude this fucking scene cannot wait for this to be animated yes i have that and then that, all the time in demon slayer you know right. that brings me up you know are there any manga mentions are there things that happen differently in the manga than there are in the wait, show okay, we'll get well, there. let's we'll, not get that far oh we'll get but, there but we are an hour and 40 minutes into this episode okay okay I, I think the I think the fairest thing you can ask Matt right now is what is your favorite thing that got animated? Yes. Oh man, favorite thing that got animated. The only reason I'm going to say it is because I didn't expect it. It was Fiona with the uh, boulders on the. Are you talking about first Spy Family? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. It's Fiona with the boulders. It's that little snippet at the end cutscene where she has the boulders on the rackets mm-hmm. and yeah. she's swinging them. <laughs> Because I didn't expect it to happen. Like she's basically weightlifting 
<laughs> Boulder. Well, she's doing yeah. the, the baseball strategy where like, you put the weights on the bats and you'll yep. swing faster because of that. Exactly. I I love it. I did not expect it to happen, so I just found it absolutely hilarious. That was the one post credit scene that I did see <laughs> on accident that led me to believe that every single episode had them, and it it rained true because of that. And I was like, wow, the one time I forget to press <laughs> skip next scene. And sk- skip to the next episode, and I see something awesome. That was the only post-credit scene that I had skipped on accident. <gasps> so. The one that I had actually seen is the one that you <laughs> yeah. skipped. That's yeah. hilarious. It's because it was like a five-second scene. It was like I, 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 I judged, but it was integral was to the story. Yeah, I, I do get that. <laughs> Maybe there is a pretty obvious moment that you know if there's going to be a post-ending scene. Yeah, is by how much time is left. Yeah, if if there's more than a minute and 30 left in the scene, mm-hmm. you know that there's a post-credit scene. See, that I know that like, now. That was, like, that was just a, like a 5, 10 second scene. So I, I, it was like a I three second scene. Yeah, I just I just let it go. I, did, I uh, skipped it. So, yes, that's the, only, that's the only one that really stands out to me the most because I'll be completely honest, the manga is amazing and does a very good job of m- animating panels so when stuff happens like you see like uh damien's fist close in one of the panels Mm -hmm. so just stuff like that like you see everything so that it's so well done and i'm so happy i'm reading it because it sticks so true to the manga and it's so good it really is that's good to know let's just take a quick moment and take one last quick break And now that we're back from our break, one thing I want to talk about is the moment with Frankie at the bar where he's like, I didn't order this. This is top shelf stuff where he's talking about the scotch, mm-hmm. the uh, McAllen 18 years. Right. Do you guys know how expensive an 18 year bottle is? Of well, McAllen? Yes. Well, okay. Let's, we, I can start to break down a little bit personally by myself. Like, okay. A 12-year bottle might cost around $50. So there is a ginormous difference between a 12-year and an 18-year. Yeah. Oh, my so God. You know. There is a ginormous difference. You're yes. talking about oh, like $300. All, I was going to say, oh, it was just like my personal experience. Yes. 12-year, pretty basic, 50 bucks. It's a it's an okay scotch. Yeah. Like if you want just an entry level scotch, no issues. But yeah, Callan's it, pretty up there. Well, for it's a have I you, would say a fifty sixty dollar bottle. Is have we your, tried? McCall- I, I don't think I've ever tried a McCallan. Uh we've we've had a McCallan eighteen have year we? or not eight, no, definitely not, not eighteen. Not eighteen. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was like, where have I been on these episodes? <laughs> we we we'll have had this for a New Year's episode. Yeah, How about definitely. That? Yes, uh, we have had a. McAllen, I think eight year, maybe twelve year. It, either Probably way, we've had, we've had we've had one. Have we, I'm running yes. a blank on it. It was like a year ago that we finished the bottle. Okay, so it, it was kind of a while ago that we drank it. It was fine, no issues with the twelve year. As far as I would say, it's you're kind of it's good, not great. It's your typical. All right, this is gonna be my. This is what I want to drink for. Just I want to have a scotch. Not I'm celebrating anything. I want something expensive. It's just a. This is. I don't want to call it a daily drink because then it sounds like you're an alcoholic. 
alcoholic. Right. But just your run-of-the-mill, not expensive. Solid. Yeah, solid, not expensive, not cheap. Casual. Just yes, just a casual drink. So it, it was just fine. Do you, do you want to have any guesses on what an 18-year is? Okay. I only started my my bit by saying, like, a 12 is, like, a, like a 50. A 14 is, like, a 60. And then we like, start. I think ex- it's, like, And then we, exp- we, like, at that point, we start exponentially going up. Yes. It's like, kind of like the difference between, like, a blue label and a red label, like, for, for Johnny Walker. Uh, um, okay, Johnny Walker is a whole different conversation. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, in price-wise, an 18 to a 12 year is, like, yes. a blue okay. label sure, to sure, a red sure. label. Uh, I mean... Not quite, but I similar, yes. Johnny, Johnny Walker is the fakest fucking whiskey. <laughs> fucking need some work. I tell you what. Yeah, I was like, very, very I'll, disappointed in the uh, blue label. I first got introduced into realistic whiskey because of Johnny Walker. And I will give them that. And when I first started whiskey, I started black. And I thought that was okay. And I'm like double black. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm a man because I can take this. <laughs> yeah, this is a little bit better. I mean, obviously red garbage it's garbage whiskey. It's, yeah. If you're going to that's that's mixing whiskey. Don't if you're going to buy red, just don't buy something else. No. I mean, <laughs> if you have red, just don't. Just, yeah. <laughs> it needs Coke. It needs Pepsi. It needs something. You can't drink it on its own. No. That's that's garbage whiskey. Black, double black, whatever. If we're gonna start talking about sophisticated whiskey, like that's that's rail of the rail. That that's your like lower shelf of what a good scotch would be. Yeah. So McCallan is gonna be way above red label Johnny yeah. Walker. Well, oh that's, yes. That's that's what I was gonna say. Like oh well, like before we even talk about McCallan, let's continue with Johnny. Johnny Johnny has double black and mm-hmm. then they fucking jump to like blue and they have green and then like something like ghost. Whatever. They just have they go from fucking low tier whiskey to fucking top notch. And I don't know if you guys have listened to us in our New Year's episode like a year ago, but Matt and I tried the blue label. Yeah, that was actually New Year's of twenty two. Yep. And it was fine. Yeah, it was it was, it was okay. Good. Dude, it was just N- not the fun. it was it w- good it was good it just wasn't fucking 200 what f- at the 50 bucks uh, 250 dollars because of because it was the new year's time limit i think we spent 240 yeah i think it was 240 something and like we that. can buy like here's here's the curveball today i can find it for 200 200 180 I think I, I think I saw a price level yeah. for 180. Yeah, depending on the time of the year, not worth it. No, fuck Johnny Walker. <laughs> okay, so McAllen, have you ever had that? Uh apparently Matt says yes, but I'm I'm running a blank on it. I, I'm pretty sure we we've had a a 12 year because I'll be completely honest. When it comes to your typical. 50-ish dollar bottle. We've had a lot of them. We've probably had most of them. Oh, definitely. I mean, we've definitely experimented with a lot of whiskeys. Yes. More specifically bourbons. Bourbons and scotches. Yes. I mean, we we I would prefer to stay around the scotch idea because that's kind of the anime lounge yes. uh, concept. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, I don't I don't remember McKellen. Anyway, that that's really not the uh, the importance. It's just uh, kind of go back to my question. Do you guys have a idea of how expensive a oh, an eighteen year would be? Eighteen year, like a shot of it? Uh, no, just like a bottle a glass or a be- bottle. Because the only reason why I don't want to try and guess a a shot is because. 
Oh, it is going to differentiate. It, yeah, it, it's going to. There's way too many variables to. I put two hundred dollars then. Eighteen eight an eighteen year McCallum, two hundred bucks. Okay, what about you, Lance? Oh my, I I'm, I think I'm pretty on par with that. Um, so everything I've seen as far as the internet is concerned, because you know that's uh, everything. Mm-hmm. I says Google says around four to five hundred dollars for a shit. bottle for one bottle. That's an expensive bottle. Oh my god! Sounds like we need to start a Patreon. <laughs> um, so that is for the uh, Sherry Oak one. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing around four to five hundred dollars. Uh, this is according to Total Wine, so that's a pretty good. Estimate. In yeah. indicator of what the going price is is between four, four to five hundred. Four to five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh nope. So if if you wanted to, dude, I love whiskey, but fucking yeah, we we don't make enough to <laughs> afford a five hundred dollar bottle of whiskey. If somebody would like to donate a bottle, a five hundred dollar bottle, I would not complain. <laughs> I also would be asking, uh, what is wrong with you if you want to give us a $500 bottle of oh, whiskey? Not, I would no, not no. ask that at all. <laughs> I, I would ask, what would be the next like five like, anime you want us to <laughs> Yeah, talk about? That, that would be a, a personal sponsorship to us to like, hey... Let us discuss whatever you want us to discuss. Yeah, bro, and we will give you a personal shout-out every (laughs) single episode, and we will talk you up like... You will be our best friends. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Bro. Uh, Apparently, there's a a Glenfiddich that is uh, three... Yeah, Glenfiddich. So not Glenfiddich. Yes, Glenfiddich. No, it's not a ch... It's... Yes, my, my French teacher never let me read out loud because I would butcher the language. <laughs> uh, You'd Americanize it? Yeah. Three, yeah. They have a $350 bottle as well. Oh, my God. No. So, I, I would love to taste it. Don't, don't dabble in. I would never buy it. I um, saw a $1,000 bottle once. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I, and I've it, seen like, it. The shot, like, if you just ordered a shot, it was like 100 or $200 or something. I'm like, I really want to taste it just to know... Why does it cost this much? You know, hey, you know, it, hey Lance, we just, can we can go down just, that down that alley. Didn't you order a double at an airport? And how much was that of something recently? Um, what did you get? I don't remember. Oh, okay, not even worth it. Sorry. Um, but I did. Yeah, but when I'm yeah when I am at an airport, I I like to drink clean. There is also a Macallan twenty five year for. Ooh. $2,600. Shut the fuck up. Let's do it. Let's all pull together and get this and realize. Who the fuck holds on to you're, what you, the hell? So the thing is, is if you're buying a $2,600 bottle, you are not use, you're not doing this to drink it. No, that's... A, you, you're that, doing this to buy it, to hold on to it, to sell it for more. That shit's an antique. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, it's a 25 And the year. stupid part about this is... That fucking alcohol inside that stupid fucking bottle is not getting any better as time passes by. No, but I bet you. It's in the glass already. Yeah, because it's it's in the glass. It needs to be in the barrel. It sat in the casket for 25 years. I bet you it's delicious. I'm sure it's delicious. I couldn't afford the $300 shot that it costs to try it. My brother just, uh, he just won a Pappy Van Winkle that's worth like $3,000 or $3,500. I'm like... Dude, when he I visit you next, it? he he won it in the lottery. And I, I was like, dude, I'm going to come over there. I'm going to drink all of that. I'm going to tell you exactly how it tasted. I would take a personal, 
I would take a personal fucking vacation to go taste that. Mm-hmm. You, you would never be allowed in my house. Dude. I'm like, dude, you got to lock that under <laughs> lock and key, man. Like, I'm going to drink it. Like, I'm going to come see you, and I'm going to drink it, and that's it's going to be finalized. Oh, my God. $3,500 for a bottle? Are you kidding me? I'm drinking that. If I was rich enough to be a snob like that, yes, I'd probably lose my fucking liver, dude. I'd, <laughs> I would not handle my, my body. You'd be Edward Forty Hands just all the time with three hundred dollar bottles of scotch. Do you think uh, what's his name the 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 information broker Frankie Frankie? Do you think Frankie can handle his eighteen year McAllen? No, no, not, not a chance. He's gonna appreciate how awesome it is. Okay, but he's not gonna be like, mm, yes, I have some smoky tastes of. <laughs> No, yeah, he, Frankie, he's just be like, yeah, this is some good fucking shit. Frankie is drinking like, oh man, just to go off our conversation, he's drinking like Johnny Walker Green. Some, well, not, yeah, don't, not don't, don't get label. too far because Johnny Walker Green's fucking expensive too. Not not green. Um, I spoke wrong. Don't just don't name another color because it's probably gonna be stupid expensive. Uh, they're all stupid expensive, but there's. White, white. I have to, I have to drink Johnny Walker Black after my grandfather. Red. It was his favorite. Red is bottom of That's the bottom. That's red. Yes. Red no, the... no. He's drinking. He's drinking some Johnny yeah. Walker Red. Oh yes. Bottom that, of the bottom. That is his. Like yeah. That's that's what I like right there because it's four dollars a shot and I can drink this. Yeah. Just start. Just start pulling some Kessler Pro. <laughs> or um. <laughs> oh man. What is what is what is their money? Court. Oh. Nor oh it was like I have it written down. Well, okay. you took my beer, man. This is yours. That's mine. Dalk. Oh. They, they have, it, it's probably like some ten gun pie. It, it's probably some like ten dalk uh, a shot. D A L C. So that's, a, that's another weird part is we don't have we have no reference of what a dalk means. Like all um, yeah. so kind of three hundred dalk equals a hundred thousand yen. Yes. So what, what does a hundred thousand yen equal in about seven hundred forty dollars as of today? Which hundred thousand is... yen is seven hundred forty dollars. Yes. Give or take. Wow. The Wait. economy is awful. Was uh, was that a that thing? yes? Yeah. They yes. said that in an episode. Because yes. remember when she buys the the sheep thing when when she goes shopping with um her friend uh what's Becky. her name Becky. And uh, she's like, he's like, wow, this thing cost eight three hundred dalk. That's a hundred thousand yen. Yep. They well, it's more of they say it's a hundred thousand yen. He doesn't think it. It's just to give a monetary value for the the viewer. Okay. Yeah. Let let them know that like dalk are expensive. Yes. 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 So um, at that rate, it kind of sounds like one dalk is far more superior than one American dollar. Oh yes, absolutely. About two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, it's a double our dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I know Lance, you had something you wanted to talk about. There was one more thing you wanted to bring up. Yes. Besides one our super expensive uh, McAllen. <laughs> One last thing that I wanted to bring up was what do you guys expect out of the actual season two? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Ooh. And I'm only saying this because let me just say mine and get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. I can say the obvious one about York. I'm not going to talk about York. I mean, we did talk about York already. Did. So, But I have an even bigger one. Okay. Ooh. I want to see more children like Anya. You want to see more mind readers? I want to see... More not, telepaths. It doesn't necessarily mean mind readers, but, but I powers. want to see more special children like Anya 
Okay. In season two. Interesting. At least at least one more. At at least at the very minimum one more. Okay. Um, we got the introduction of the uh Bond under Project Apple for the dog. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you know we have a lot of weird shit going on. Anya is clearly not the only child that's been experimented on. Mm-hmm. I would like to see just another child, another rival, another. Something. I feel like that that would be season three. I can see that being more season three. I feel but, like season two, it's going to be more of the friendship, but the growing friendship between Damien and Anya. Yes. I would agree and, with that. And, yes, I can 100% accept that. Okay. And like I would like to expect that the first half would be them becoming more friendshipy, and the second half being uh, the adults finding out about each other. Oh, Yor and Lloyd. Yes, Yor and Lloyd. Yes, but still, I think it would be fun to sprinkle in an additional child or two that has maybe not not telepathy, but powers, but powers in general. Okay, telekinesis. Yes. That would be cool. So that that's that's all I just want to say. <laughs> okay, and I'm going super far. I mean, we See, can we can go super. This is this is what Lance really wants. That's not what, what he thinks see? what'll happen, but yeah. what he wants to. We're, happen. we're gonna go from like super like super chill sitting on the couch and like fucking Dragon Ball Z and just <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I don't want that spirit bomb. <laughs> Um. See, I think I'm going a totally different route. I want to see Anya win two more Stellas in season two. Two. two? I want to see her win two more Stellas. Minimum. Minimum two. She's I don't want to see one. I want to see two lives. Stellas. Not even. I don't even want to be a life saving. I want her to figure out how to win two different kind of Stellas. Matt, like, just smartly? It doesn't matter. I just wanted to see her win two other ones that don't have to do with her saving some individual from a pool. I think that she has the ability to do other things. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what those other things are, but I want (laughs) to see two more Stellas earn. She's very... She's very creative mm-hmm. mentally. So, like, at that rate, like, I'm kind of weirded out that she didn't get a stupid star for the Griffin deal. I'm not surprised on that one. Yeah, that like, was more that, of a That style. was a throwaway, but I could see that be anime logic. Be like, oh, yeah, like, hey, the mm. state thought this was amazing, so here's your star. No, no Stella for that. Like, no, they, they make Stella's. I can Stella's. see it. Being a thing. So hard to get that I understand why it wasn't. Right. They they want Stellas right. to be almost like unachievable. Cream of the crop. I, I would like them to be almost achievable, yeah. Because like they need to be rare as fuck. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason why Anya like a got a Stella. Pokemon. Yep. One in 5,000. Yes. I think those are the odds. Something like that. Depends on which game you're playing. We'll, we'll talk hard. Bad odds. Dude, we're talking between 3,000 to 9,000, depending on items you're holding, the Pokemon you're holding. No no extra things, just hard odds. So one in 9,000 sounds like a good idea. And I think the only reason why Anya got a Stella for saving the kid was the fact that the kid was dying, mm-hmm. not the fact that he fell in the pool but because he would have died. Yes. Yeah. And she so, saved his life, like, so, actually. Yes. So it, it's, like, not just barely saving somebody, you know, somebody that's going to try to isekai themselves by getting hit by truck coon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and pulling their arm back. And uh, so it has to be very difficult. Alec, uh, you want to let us know what you think for season two? 
Uh, I I did say that 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 was the whole thing about the I want to see Anya get two. St- oh yes, two yes, yes, yes. Stars. Sorry, sorry. Yes, you're. So right. you have the finish. I haven't answered. <laughs> so I I have a feeling it's going to be more of the same of what we've seen, which isn't necessarily going to be a bad thing. But I just have this idea that it's it's not going to be anything super drastic. We're going to see more uh, storyline of. Just Lloyd doing his spy stuff. You're kind of building this family bond relationship. And Anya just kind of pursuing her friendship with Damien. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be anything super crazy. Um, I think it's potentially maybe at the end of the season, Damien and Anya are like actually becoming this pseudo friendship. I just don't see anything super crazy happening. Do you think an invitation to Damien's house is going to happen in season two? I think it could potentially be the meeting of the dogs. Okay. Because Bond is going to play, I feel like Bond is going to play a vital part a vital part to the plot. Okay. I can um, I can agree with that. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, the Damien connection needs to happen. Yes. But at the same time, like, let's let's envelop everybody into this shit. So, mm-hmm. yes, the dogs. The dogs need to meet. Yes. I, I like that. Max. I, I, Max I, and I Mr. Like Doggy. A lot. Yes, Bond is going to tell the future of them being terrible friends with Max. And Anya is going to have to work at some way of... Max and Bond becoming friends. Yes. Or something weird like that where it's going to be that Bond is going to use his future sight and Anya is going to have to basically change the future again. I can see that. I like, I honestly, I really like that because the dog Bond can't really explain what he sees. He just sees the future. Like, oh, we're having a steak dinner tonight. Yes. Like, I thought that was adorable. Yeah, I thought that was very good. Or like, oh, hey, we are not going to have Lloyd anymore after tonight. Like, I thought, I mean, he has very powerful, specific premonitions. Yes, exactly, Alec. And it's, I feel like it has to play more of a plot line. Like, you're just going to throw this, I don't want to say super important thing where the dog can tell the future and then never do anything with it again. Like, it just wouldn't make any sense. Like, why bother having the dog be able to tell the future if you're not going to do anything with it ever? Mm-hmm. Besides the, what, two episodes in the beginning of the season? Yeah, where he was able to tell, like, when the phone was going to ring. and When the phone was going to ring, when the bomb was, was going to go off. Yeah, yeah. When the bomb was gonna go, that was a really important one. And then, lo- and then dinner. Yeah, dinner. Of course, very important for a dog. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm 31 <laughs> years old. Dinner is important. <laughs> oh, you must have looked in the fridge. You must have saw that we were having hamburger steaks. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anya was able to cover that one up really quickly. Yes, that that was an easy one. So, but I know Lance, you had uh, one more question, right? Yes, I had one last question. Okay. So in the first half of season one, there was that interview before Anya got into Eden. And Anya got asked, would you like more, your old mother or your new mother? Yes. Mm-hmm. That fucking hit all of us yes. so hard in yeah, the last episode. Yeah, it's a fucked up question. So, it, honestly, it was. In, in the heart. 
in our in our heart it, it's a fucked up question never gotten answered so let's rewind replay redo all of this stuff that guy in the interview who was going to one of the only people that was going to allow anya into the school asked that question who do you like more your old mother or your new mother no, that was the fucked up. Yeah, uh, that was the. That was the one that wasn't gonna allow it, no matter what. No, yeah, he well, wanted I mean, to. Yeah, all, all I'm saying is there was one of the three fucking interviewers, and they, they were all stupid. Anyway, <laughs> Henderson was one of those interviewers. He was not one of them. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Hender- yes. Yes, Henderson. He was the best interviewer. Yes. Okay, fine. There was there was an interviewing process. Uh huh. Good catch. Yes, I almost, if it was any more. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I, I it was gonna go on I me. Could have smelt that. <laughs> Um, so what's your question? <laughs> the question still kind of stands about, actually, I don't know what the question is. It's, Do you think Anya misses her old mother? It's just between the, yeah, I don't know, it's between the difference between does Anya know of an older mother versus, I mean, your doesn't really count. Like, like she is the new mother. Like we have, we have the new great perfect mother versus a past that we don't necessarily know <clears throat> and not fiona or yeah fiona who's gonna be the and fiona dict- who could be a fucking dictator yeah exactly <laughs> so like i don't think that they're i think that's gonna be a throwaway i i i don't think there was a previous mother simply due to the fact that anya couldn't even bring one up was i i I think she went straight to the experiments, which means that she never really had a true mother. So Yor is the closest thing to a mother that she has. I think the emotional response Anya had was the fact that she never had a real mother to mm-hmm. begin with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, that's, I think that's the most encompassing thing to pull in. Okay. Well, like, oh, I burped that one out. <laughs> but to be like, I don't know. She's ha- she's had experiences. Yes. I don't know. I, I, I just want. You think okay. we're going to find out the real mother at some point? Maybe Ooh, that I, would be a plot kind, twist. Kind of what I'm thinking at this moment now that now that this is kind of just in the mist. What if we get a, a random ass cloud of Anya being a child walking around <coughs> dealing with some kind of bullshit that she's not supposed to be in part of? I don't know. Do you think we're getting a flashback of her mom in the next season? My original response. Might have probably said yes, but like, no. You don't think he has any memory of a mother? No. She's still too young. Because she says she's six, but I think that was a lie. I think she's actually like four or five. Right. From what we discovered in the first half of season one, she's a four-year-old pretending to be a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. She's still way too young. Yeah, definitely look at that handwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, illegible. <laughs> illegible. Right. She's, what is this? <laughs> she, like, that's the fucking crazy part. She, she's four pretending to be a six-year-old and like, yeah, two-year-old. Uh, oh, that's a huge that, difference. That's a huge difference like, in that time. To our advanced super, you know, because all three of us are super fucking advanced well, people. I, I mean, I have a four-year-old and I know six-year-olds, so. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> There's a all, massive difference. I'm just saying that all three of us are super, super. Super advancedly intelligent. So <laughs> to four year olds. But <laughs> but to, to back to backtrack it. I wouldn't call any of us super intelligent. <laughs> You're missing my joke. <laughs> I ruined your joke. Say your joke. I'm keeping this. <laughs> 
right. All right. We're, 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 we're way we're too gonna... long into this <laughs> conversation. This is probably a good moment to where we can get into some mass manga mentions. Nani? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I would probably agree. I will say, as I've said earlier, the manga and anime do an amazing job portraying this entire series. It's so well done. For anybody who wants to start from Core 2, I would suggest to start at Chapter 18. That is a good point to just kind of review the end of Core 1 and to continue on with Core 2. For any of our new listeners, I like to start from the beginning of the series beginning of in this case core two and work my way chronologically through the season so i'm just gonna kind of back us all the way up to what would be episode the beginning of the series and one of the first things is the handler actually instructs them to leak the information about the bomb dogs to the uh state security it's kind of one of those things where you just kind of have to be like all right well what just happened between here and there and just assume that they got their own information or intel and they actually got it from the west and lloyd's group who leaked the bomb or the dogs being the bombs wait so they didn't know that the that the opposing group had the bomb dogs no the triple s did not know about the bomb dogs oh okay. and it was lloyd's group that leaked said information to them so that they did know interesting okay it's not really a big all that important but you see uh you see anya noticing that there's ketchup in the room when she's trying to figure out a way to let lloyd or whoever is going to see the bomb know that there's a bomb inside the room in the anime, she just kind of goes, I need to figure this out, and then continues on. Like, the, they, it goes black, and they go, they continue forward. And then forward. they find the ketchup. Sketchy, sketchy, yes. Like, there was, in the anime, there was a just-so-happened-to-be bottle yes. of ketchup in this same thing in the manga. Fake-ass break room. Yes. Wait, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it did. Yes, it did literally just so happen to be there. It's the same thing in the manga. Which is why she used it to begin with. Yes. It, but the only difference is Anya actually notices the ketchup versus it just being in the room. So, okay. So, so she's, she realized it earlier? Yes. Okay. You find out that Lloyd's suit are stab-proof. So they're basically you can't penetrate them. The suit itself? Yes. All his suits are meant to be bulletproof, stab proof. Uh, I don't know about I wouldn't say bulletproof. Is, it's a little but bit of stab proof, yes. Interesting. So he's wearing a suit of armor at all times. Yes. Cool. That's awesome. That Matt, very much Lloyd. Okay, Matt, sounds like you need to step up your fucking anime game for yeah, this, this yeah, next seriously. anime convention we're going to. <laughs> Are you going to be in stab-proof armor? I wish. I'm going to test it out. I apparently need to make chain mail. That's that's probably going to be (laughs) multi-thousand-dollar. It's okay. I don't have a company that I can just write off my expense reports to. I'm I'm still going to stab you and find out. (laughs) That's going to really hurt. You just (laughs) randomly show up with a knife. It's so great. Green Bay crime reports. Like, dude, I'm just trying to like prove these guys are legit. I don't know. His cosplay isn't real. I would get in trouble for something like that too. 
<laughs> yeah, the convention wouldn't appreciate it. Okay. Um, Handler claims to be from the state police in order to talk to Anya about the terrorist activity. So this is when, during the bomb dog incident, mm-hmm. uh, that is how Anya, that that is how Handler is able to talk to Anya. So basically it's, she says that she is a part of the triple S, the Handler does, and that the triple S is going to take all the dogs. Okay. Not really super vital, but just so more. She says she's from the opposing side. Yes. In order to, t- to explain to Anya what's happening with the dogs. Interesting. Okay. Which she. She ultimately lets her keep Bond, obviously. Yes. And the the moments in which Anya keeps Bond and in the manga or in, and in the anime are the same, but it's just the handler when she goes to Anya and, and Lloyd and Yor, she says that she's a part of the state police and that she needs to investigate the dogs. Okay. So it's minute details that are not necessary in the anime, but it's just added stuff in the manga. So then after that, uh, when Lloyd and Fiona are talking, they're moving their mouths and having their conversation, but what they're saying with their mouths and what they're actually saying are two different things. Mm -hmm. Like they go into it yes okay i'm really happy you said this right now because i don't know what the japanese version might have done with this but the english adaptation of this did do this fairly well so fiona frost and uh lloyd were talking and sure they may have been talking about some casual fucking uh, you you can go buy some onions at this price, blah blah blah. But if you were paying close attention, you had to be paying really close attention. And it may have sounded a little weird, but if you were paying attention to the English dub, mm-hmm. they were talking and their mouths continued moving. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. Great, and that is that is exactly what was the is, uh, the is secret, what I just brought up is yeah was the secret movements is. It was essentially. They like, were. Ha- I don't want to be like racially weird and be like, yeah, the they they were talking Japanese and they they said the, one word and twenty fucking subtitles came the, up. The mouths and the words that they said didn't line up, which happened a lot in like nineties and early two thousands anime because they paid less attention to making sure that the mouths and the dub yeah. correlated with each other. Enter the Fist is a giant parody of that. Yes. Kung Pao, yeah. So that is essentially what you could assume had happened, where it's like, oh, well, what they're saying in the dub isn't lining up with what they're saying in... That's the... what I assumed. And right. that's right. not actually what happened. So the only thing that I can throw into this mix is that the people who watch this in Japanese may have gotten a very, very, very more mixed concept going on because they might have thought like, hey, onions are on half sale. That means we need to go attack this guy. Like, because there's so much subtitles to read mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure there was two to three different lines of shit to read like, i couldn't mm. imagine so in the manga they explicitly say they are mouthing what the the side conversation oh they do yeah okay. they make it apparent okay. okay so then you know they have their english made it very yeah it's prevalent it's very hard to notice the two you could just assume 
that the dub and the mouthing just didn't line up in that scene and you wouldn't think anything of it then after that uh so during the gassing of the phonies being in that locker room uh they're actually stuck in that locker room for about 20 minutes so it it kind of adds to the point where fiona talks about how she is good for 10 minutes yeah and then it adds to the point where she says that she's still feeling it a little bit because well she would have had to deal with that gas for an extra 10 or so minutes right they break down how lloyd notices that the uh, tennis court is made up of 36 separate panels so lloyd noticed that the tennis court had all these separate panels Mm -hmm. that could potentially be used for cheating the anime does say that oh okay so i i just missed that part you don't see all the gimmicks in the second set of the final tennis match where like the wind and the the net going up and down a bunch of times like you don't see all that extra stuff um they do make mention how the net does go up but that's that's all they do and saying how we need to change our trajectory of the ball yep um but as far as the just hitting it back and forth we don't get to see that and then the only other attempt at sabotage we see is the ball coated with stink spray so the bullets we still see but the wind and then the other couple things that we they talk about uh, during that little montage. I don't want to call it a montage, but just during the little... They mention stink spray, but it gets turned back on them. Yeah, um, it's but you only get those two. The net moving up and the stink spray versus the couple things. I think it's wind. Um, that might actually be the only other one. Um, the wind was in there. They used it against them. Yes, but I'm saying in the only manga, once, the wind isn't in. Uh, wind isn't a sabotage. Oh, okay. I just kind of wanted to bring this up. You do see the panel of Fiona working out in the mountains. You see it in the manga. You also see it in the closing credits. Uh, I had mentioned it earlier how it was probably the most memorable thing from the manga that I was happy to see animated. Then during the drunk your moments, (laughs) she's a lot more drunk. And like she's slurring her speech. Her words make absolutely no sense. The like manga? You, yeah, in the manga. Wow. You can you can You can tell she's drunk. You can tell she's drunk. Yeah. You can make out what she's saying because it's like <laughs> every word starts with a D. So it's just trying to have that drunk speech versus in the anime where she just kind of like sways her face is really red and she's just making no real sense to what she's saying. Mm-hmm. So we're Midwestern. We understand what she's trying to say. So the rest of the world is like, dude, you have no idea. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Just, it's more of a drunk talk versus a implied drunk that she really is. One thing that they do as far as the outfits for Anya is they actually go into detail of what the significance for each of the outfits are. I'll be completely honest. There's, she's a six-year-old wearing a bunch of outfits. Like, that's really all it is. Gotcha. It's not really important to the show. It it has absolutely no significance. Which kind of explains why we skipped this conversation in general. Yes. There's no absolutely no significance. I already brought up the price of the keychains, which is three hundred dulk, and that equates to about seven hundred forty dollars. God damn. 
keys. Still, Still would not spend for a, a stupid chain. fucking icon. For yes, for a keychain. For anybody who wants to read what would be season two, I would pick it up on book eight and start with chapters thirty nine. Okay. So we made it through eight book, well, seven full books and like the first chapter of the eighth book for the first season of Spy Family. Oh, okay. So shit is supposedly supposed to start popping off if this is the start of a new chapter. There is currently 78 chapters out. And so we're about halfway through what is currently out. Okay. And they're still going. And it's still ongoing, yes. Jeez. All right. I can see the show going for a while. Fucking hell yeah. Let's go. So there's so much more to come. If, At least a season three or four. Uh, three if to begin with. If it stays true to the pacing that we're at um, right now, we're probably about another season easily. So uh, can't wait to continue reading this. It's you mean amazing. another season after season two? No, another season. Another season is season two. Okay, um, full, full. Like, yeah, another. I, I, I can see another twenty. Another twenty-five chapter or another twenty-five it, it, episodes. It, hurt, it hurts me to. See say but yes another 25 more another 25 episodes would get us to where we're at as of april 28th gotcha yeah and that's all i got for the manga mentions it's relatively short they do an amazing job sticking almost verbatim absolutely panel by panel to the manga Mm -hmm. so can't wait to keep reading it yeah i mean as far as the next season's concerned um i would be surprised to see anya earn some accidental stellar stars i want to see lloyd catch on that anya is actually reading people's minds because he he said it a couple times during this uh second half of the season where he's like is she reading my mind kind of thing he's catching on and i want to see him fully catch on to anya yeah i definitely agree i think she's gonna be the first one caught Mm mm-hmm well, I don't care who gets caught first. I just want somebody to know that somebody is up to something. Mm-hmm. And that's all I want to know at the end. Okay. So I don't care if this is a 12-episode season or a 24-episode season next that's coming home. But I just that's just how it has to end. Somebody has to know something about somebody. Yep. And I want to see another fucking your episode. Yes. An assassination. This, just one more Give me one more assassination episode. And that is another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. Thank you, everyone, who has made it this far. Please leave us a review. Let us know what you think of this episode. Also, make sure to check out the anime show on Facebook and Instagram. When you look at them, also hit up our Right Stuff affiliation. Help us by helping yourself get some awesome anime stuff through that link. And catch you guys on our next episode. Have a good one. Have a good one, everyone. Because we're at two and a quarter hours in. So we're really long. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We we went on a 20-minute tangent on various things. We went on various tangents. Yes. What was this last one? Yeah, don't worry about it. You brought it up. What do you mean, what is this? I'm I'm the one that has to fucking edit this. Just just bring up manga mentions, and you can close out any of the other things that don't make sense. What, these last... Ten minutes, yes. Two minutes at this point. I don't know. No, the door is longer than two. It's more like five. Okay.